Just four things. Just four of them bitches. Episode three. Season one. And I'm your host. My name is GM, y'all. Um, I am the host of this uh, this show, Four Things. Um, the show that is about more than just four things. Um, we uh, we have a whole bunch of people stop through here. You've already heard uh, on this episode. You've heard um, Coldy, and you've heard uh, Spotty Wi-Fi. Um, you got to check out what he was up to. And now we uh, we have a new guest. I have some I have some pretty big news, but I'm gonna wait to bring the guest in. Um, it's big news for me, anyways. But uh, I'm gonna bring the guest in. Um, guest, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. Ooh, okay. Um, uh-huh. What's up, guests? <laughs> My name is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you got one well, out the way. Yeah, one out the way, right? Uh, yeah. I am basically a creator. I mean, that's kind of a lazy way to play it. I mean, I can give you a full rundown as the show goes on. But, right. you know, you may know me from um, my clothing brand, Toy Soldiers. You might know me from um, the Cuffin' Season calendar when that was a big thing. You might know me from uh, crossword puzzle books, coloring books. Like, I, I kind of did and dabble in, like, a lot of different things. But it's all under the creative umbrella anyway. So, right, right. you know me from one of those. Um, well, I, first off, I appreciate you, uh, stopping through the show. Oh, um, no, man. Of course. It's always appreciated. Uh, you were, um, you came through the blind box and you were on the blind box and, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of funny cause, uh, with, with fish, um, the way we'd work the blind box is some people I knew, some people fish knew, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really familiar with you before we had you on the show and fish was more familiar with you. And yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Shout out to fish. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to fish. And, it, and it's funny because um, when I saw what you were up to, uh, even more so after you were on the show, I was like, "Yo, this dude's perfect to be in this in this universe that uh, that I kind <laughs> of like pull people into or whatever." Because yeah. um, the amount of shit that you do um, and dope shit that you do, by the way, like that's Thank like you. you mentioned. You mentioned you mentioned all the shit that you you know that people know you for or whatever. But let me tell you this. This motherfucker has the coldest Animal Crossing island you will ever come across <laughs> in your fuck, bro. The coldest fucking animal, and 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 yo, I'm a Knicks fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Knicks fan, and I'll still say this motherfucker has the coldest Animal Planet or Animal Crossing planet you will ever come across. His island is fire. Um, I'm sure he's tired of getting invite requests and all that shit. But I'm saying, if you hear this and you want to go over to the island and check out what I'm talking about, this motherfucker went and made Brooklyn. As a as a full Animal Crossing island, and it's got everything involved. How long did that shit take you, bro? Uh, honestly, I want to say like a month and a half. Like, cause I mean, when I do projects, even if it's just video games like that, I take them so seriously. Like, it's like a project to me. So, right. if if <laughs> if I had like a behind the scenes video, you would literally see me on my iPad doing blueprints for the entire island and sketching out like how many blocks blueprints blueprints Blueprints. like how many blocks there are between houses so i know how much space i would have to like squeeze in as much as i could into the island 
Like it was really insane, but it was like super fun for me. <laughs> I think it's I think it's hilarious that that's what you know me for. Yo, I know you for <laughs> no, I know no, no, no. I know you for other shit, but I'm just saying. You know what's funny is I went on your island because my girl plays Animal Crossing, and like I don't really do like if you went on my island right now, my shit would have cockroaches all over it. Like it would be bad news. You don't want to go to my island. Um, but the fact is, is that uh, I still got it because she's got it, and so I was like, yeah, well, you know, we can hang out sometime or whatever. Maybe like I'll run over to your island or whatever. You know, um, yeah. we don't really play it a lot. But when I saw what you were up to with it, I, I'm I'm a fan of. I mean, shit. That's why I do this. Why I do the show. I'm a fan of digital art. I'm a fan of creative people. I'm a fan of all that shit. So for me, when I saw what you were up to, I was like, yo, I gotta see this. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much I play. And if I never played Animal Crossing before in my life. Um, I would still have to at least jump on this thing just to see what was, you know, what he's doing or whatever. So it's not. Yeah, and then I was, I was so blown away by it because at one point the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> actually reached out and like retweeted it. That's because <laughs> I show, I showed like that part of the island, the right. Brooklyn Museum, like different staple parts, like the actual like landscapes, like they actually right. reached yeah, out. Yeah. And, like I thought that was insane. <laughs> that's no, that's wild. That's but that's what I mean. It's like what it, what you did was impressive. So like that's I mean the fact that that's what I know you for. I guess should probably show you that like I stay up on people. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, like yeah, it doesn't yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't need like the links or like the 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 for sale stuff or whatever all the time. Like for me, it's just kind of, if it interests me and I see it, that's, that's just what I'll jump into. Um, and it's funny because when I talked to you about, about being on the show this time with the resurgence of uh, NFTs and, or the, the, um, the, I guess the Renaissance of NFTs or whatever we want to yeah. call this. Um, I talked to you about being on the show and to be honest with you, bro, it completely slipped my mind that you even did that shit until it slipped I looked, my mind <laughs> until I looked <laughs> so at your, <laughs> I looked at your timeline or something like that. And like, just like just scrolling your timeline real quick. I, and I don't remember which timeline it was. I don't know if it was the toy soldiers timeline or your timeline, but either way I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's right. He did this shit. Like, yeah, we got to <laughs> talk about that. Like that's dope. So um, you want to hear my good news? Uh, yeah, sure. I oh man, I got, I got good news. I just, uh, no, this is, this is nerdy good news, but it's good news. Nice. So I got into this NFT thing and all of, I'm, I'll collect art, like digital art and shit like that on Hick and Tunk, Hick and Tunk. And, uh, yeah. I'm probably butchering it still, but I but usually just way. call it hen, honestly. There you go. That's <laughs> so what I'm much, saying. I, yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. Easier. Right. All right, cool. So I, I've collected some stuff on hen and th don't get me wrong. I love that shit, but like what I, but also I like blind boxes and shit like that. I like, um, collectible, like small collectible shit or whatever. It's something that I seem to enjoy. Like, I don't know. It's something I figured out in my life that I just like. And, um, um and with these uh with these new nft art projects that are coming out excuse me um there was a uh there was a cryptopunks project that came out and i i missed out on a cryptopunk um i didn't mm. uh, i didn't get the cryptopunk and then um but i wasn't even aware of it because i got in late or whatever so like when i saw everybody with them i was like what's the big deal about these if you go back and listen to episode 1 i i didn't understand the hype behind cryptopunks at all and then yeah. once I kind of got it, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of dope, but it's, it's not really me. Like it's, it's dope, but it, I went, I don't know if, I don't know if I would collect it. You know what I mean? And then I would see the prices for them, like $50,000 and shit like that. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like that's wild. Um, then I do, I do want to bring them up like later on. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk. I, yeah. It just came to me when you just said that. Well, what was your, what was your thing? What were you, what? Uh, my thing is that's what kind of led me into NFTs. Is the CryptoPunks? Like, uh, 
Yeah, honestly, yeah. It, it felt like I started before before I even knew about what NFTs were or right. any of these projects. This was something that I would do just for myself. Like right. I would literally take right. the Toy Soldier logo and I would just do these different spins on it until like I had like a mini collection, probably like eight or nine. And I think when I was starting to like just look into like NFTs, like just the art of it, and then you know all these different like Evol, uh, punks, yeah. uh, board eight, like all of them. When I started looking into that, I was like, I've been doing this for years. Like I could have just mm-hmm. jumped into this and you know start like my own project. And that's what kind of made me say, you know, I should do this. Yeah, man, they have a they have a really. Um... They have a dope idea. Their idea isn't from what I've seen. They're not the first ones with, with like the collective. Cause like this goes back to like crypto kitties and, and stuff like that, yeah. where my, uh, I have a buddy of mine who had a crypto kitty when, when that shit first started and, and he brought it up. It's so funny because I look back at the conversation and one time we were talking and he's like, I don't know, man, I have a lot of these fucking coins for like no fucking reason. Like, I don't even really know what they do or whatever. I just, I just, I just invest on them. He's like, and then I have like shit, like a fucking crypto kitty. Like, what the fuck? Why would I even have that? Like, what the fuck is that? And this right. was literally like five years ago now. And now that crypto kitty is probably worth like fucking $30,000 or whatever. You Insane. know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. And so, and so that's what kind of like, I go back to conversations like that. And I go back to conversations of when I first got into to crypto and when I first heard about Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the, the thoughts, it's almost like I, I have a, like a self tell now where like, if I hear something and I'm like, that shit's crazy. That shit won't work. That means it's probably going to fucking work. Like exactly. that means I should probably look more into it because there's a reason why it's working or there's a reason why it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like, like you know how many stories you can like look back on on people who thought Bitcoin wouldn't work? Yeah. T- I <laughs> mean, Bitcoin was like five bucks or something. And I'm, they were like, I'm, I would never. I am my biggest fucking example of that because again, the same dude, and this was five years even before that. So this is going back now, nine, eight, nine years ago. He, he, he had a group of friends that would, they would all explain to me uh, at one point when I was hanging out with them about crypto and, and like, they're like, yeah, you know, it's digital currency, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but you can't spend it anywhere. And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of having it? Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's digital currency. Like, what do you, I'm like, yo, y'all, uh, like y'all are going to get burned on this, man. Like, this doesn't sound, this doesn't sound like shit at all. <laughs> now looking back nine years ago, um, I was a fucking idiot. If I had bought in men at $5, $10, hundred dollars, I would have been a, I would be a hundred thousand yeah. at least right now. Yeah. At least, you know? So, so like I learned from that experience and then that kind of, I, I like every time something happens, like when he said like the crypto kitty thing, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. And then three years, four years later or whatever, crypto kitties are selling for 30,000, 40,000. And I'm like, damn it. I did it again. Like I fucking <laughs> did it. Like I, I, I dismissed it as being stupid because it sounded stupid and I didn't look into like why, like what the hype was or whatever. You, I think, I think one of the reasons why that is and just people in general is mm-hmm. the ideas are just usually ahead of mainstream very much you know I mean? very much so yeah. so like it, it's like you're looking at like when somebody presents you this idea you're not looking at it like five ten years into the future like what this can become you're looking yep. at it in the now like okay and, i can't use it now but and what it's is almost it because be and it's almost yeah. because we've been trained to think that way you know what i mean like exactly. everything now is so fast and it moves so fast and it's like you know t- today tomorrow it could be i mean even now with like these projects that i'm talking about like punks and apes and stuff like that like they're all real big right now, but the, but 
I mean, those could go away in fucking two weeks or whatever. Like if all of a sudden yeah. something else comes along that people are like, yo, this is, this is great. Then like all of a sudden I've, I saw, I've seen it happen and I've only been in the space for fucking a month and a half. <laughs> and, and I've seen it where, I mean, Mebits came along and everybody was talking about, oh, I need a Mebit. I need a Mebit. I need a Mebit. And now all of a sudden Mebits are like, <laughs> like and and nobody really needs amoeba anymore you know what i mean so i've seen it happen like i can understand it could happen but i missed out on punks i didn't i didn't have the opportunity to get those and then once once i did they were way over the floor level and whatnot and they didn't really yeah. as a collector like as a as an art fan they didn't really speak to me the same way i can understand why they would speak to people especially like digital people and shit like that like why yeah. they would under they would appreciate the technology but for me it was cool uh, the board apes, on the other hand, those are dope as fuck. I I I fuck with yeah, those. I like those, and I think they're cool. I think the potential behind them is cool. I think the community of what I've seen from there's a guy who does like 3D modeling for those now, where like he brings them to life basically, and nice. and it gives you an idea of like what the avatar is going to look like when you're when you're in the metaverse and shit. More than likely, like if they can figure out a way to to move them over, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think those are real fucking cool. Shout out to Kid Eight um, with the with the Devils, and yeah. um, he's he, like those are fucking sick. Like everything that he's doing right now is crazy. Like that's another thing where I got back in the art game after like five years, and I and I came across him early now, like in the last like few months, and I've uh-huh. seen him, you know, taking off more and more in the in the space, and I'm like, yeah, I still got it. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can spot it. You, you know what still, I mean? Like, you still, yeah, you still got yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I spot it. Like as soon as, as soon as I saw his shit, I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Like this dude's on some other, he's going to uh, small, uh, small spoiler alert, alert. He's going to be on the show, uh, sometime in the near future. So, nice. Yeah. We got that lined up. He's a, he's a good dude. And like, that's, I, I fully support what the fuck he's doing. I wish I could support it more monetarily, but, but that's, you know, that's the way the things are right now but but that's where we go into this my my big news for today um so there's these things out there now called super yetis and yeah i think i've seen that yeah i um i found them last night i retweeted them last night and basically it's uh they were doing a giveaway for 500 uh super yetis and they don't they haven't come out yet they're on pre-sale and then they come out in a week and uh Mm, so when people hear this they'll uh, i'm i still probably won't have seen my super yeti but i did win the uh i did win the giveaway so uh, congrats thank you they were uh they were selling for 0.1 ethereum which um you know when you hear it's that like you're like, oh. no <laughs> no yeah but this but the fact is is it's actually like 250 bucks mm, oh okay yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so, okay, okay. I thought it was uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Uh, zero, zero. No, okay, okay, okay. no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Point, point one. So uh, it, they were selling okay. for point one. So that's like a, you know, that's like the two hundred fifty nice, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have to spend that. You hold that. Yeah, you just hold exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And if he becomes possibly the mascot of the show, if he's cool looking and shit, and and I fuck with it, then you'll be seeing more of him um, and the artwork and all that kind of stuff. And the shows the, the value of the show is going to go up so the value of uh of of my new ape is going to or my new uh my new super yeti yeah yeah That's so cool, um, yeah so i was hyped that's like my first nft collectible um that i uh that i got and i only got it because uh, i was lucky enough to win it so hopefully um they don't pull the rug out and hopefully it's a real it's like a real thing or whatever we don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah. because that happens sometimes uh it, the same 
today the same thing uh they they put out these um these new uh cats they're called like gutter cats i think uh-huh. and they were doing a release for those and that release fell on its face from what i hear um everybody was hyped up about those and i think they were like 0.5 ethereum and from what I understand, like that shit was a mess. Like they have like double serial numbers going to people and stuff like that. <laughs> so I guess some of them were being minted out of like the, uh, the owner's wallets or whatever. Like there was, I guess there was all types of issues with it. So I'm yeah. glad I didn't get in on that. And I'm glad I got the free super Yeti. Cause, um, that's like the best thing that could have, that's the best scenario that could happen. Yeah. So shout nice. out to the super Yetis. Uh, check those shout out. out if you have, yeah, if you have some, uh, some, some small Ethereum to throw around, I would highly recommend to grab a couple of these things. I guess, uh, the cool thing about this uh, thing, Dennis, is that, um, a game is coming with the Yetis. So they have really? a game. Okay. Yeah. And you can run around the Island, I guess. And like the more you do stuff, the more crypto you earn. Wow. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and then I guess profits from the game or from the uh, from the sales of the NFTs and all that are going to stop human trafficking. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I was like, I was like, this is like a good cause. Like, it seems like it's it, like as like I said, as long as it's legit and all that kind of shit. I've been in their Discord now for the last uh, twelve hours. Their mm-hmm. their developers seem very friendly. Um, I've I've had a little little back and forth with one of them uh, to try to figure out what was going on with my redeem code or whatever, but we got that figured out and who knows, maybe they'll pop up on the show or whatever, but, um, but yeah, cool little, uh, cool little deal. I'll keep an eye on them. I'm real interested to see when they, when they actually release in a week, what yeah, the rarities cool. look like and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's the other thing. I don't know what he looks like. Like, I don't know what my Yeti looks like. It's just, I just have a spot and then there's rarities of them and all that shit. So I could get, Technically, I could get a, a rare Yeti that super, would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like two Ethereum, three Ethereum, maybe four. You know what I mean, something like that. And and it was literally, you know, a giveaway or whatever. So shout out to uh, to the folks over at the uh, the Super Yeti, super uh, what they're doing, and we'll see. Nice. But um, yeah, man, that was my uh, that was my news for the day. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to? I know you've been doing the cards and stuff like that. I saw uh, those are doing yes. real well. Yeah. Uh, Aside from the cards, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, uh, the fact that uh, like punks and apes, like they all kind of, kind of pushed me in the direction of kind of doing my own project. I guess uh, by the time people hear this, it'll probably be out. I am definitely going to do a toy soldier project where okay. I will be doing a different toy soldier every day. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it up. Probably, I don't, I don't know, maybe a hundred. But it's going to be every day, starting tomorrow, by the time, like I said, by the time people hear this. Yeah, this will be up up in the next few days, probably. This one's going to come out quick. Cool, cool. So starting tomorrow, I start with, uh, it'll basically be a flip of the Toy Soldier logo, like I I mentioned earlier. So you'll be able to have your own version of Sam Soldier's, it could be anything. It could be uh, Mega Man inspired it could be uh the rock inspired it can be uh harry potter it could literally be anything like but what are you putting them up on? uh i'm gonna put them up for now i think i'm gonna do open c because i'm gonna use hen because <laughs> i'm gonna use hen for my own personal art so i don't want to okay. like mix that together make so. two hen pages <laughs> I'm telling I'm telling people right I'm telling people right now and this isn't me being a dick but this is something that I learned um over the last couple of days about myself 
mm-hmm. I think I'm sticking to hen. Like I'm all my art is being collected on hen and all my, my character stuff is being collected wherever I have to get it. Now that means, and I understand that means what you're talking about is similar to that, but it's not exactly yeah. the same. Cause what I'm talking about are like profile characters or, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I said, like with devils and like that kind of stuff, like what you're saying, every, every character has a, almost like a mugshot, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, I'm, I could, I can understand that. And I like that aesthetic or whatever, but for anything else, I'm pretty much not going to go to open C for it. I'm going to stick to hen because to me that right now, especially that's where a lot of my people are. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like that's where like, that's where Ren's doing his shit. That's where night owl's doing his shit. That's where, um, in my opinion, like, yo, really, um, kid eight dropped a piece on there the other day. I didn't see what he dropped it for originally, but I think it wasn't any more than like 30 Tez or something like that, which is, you know, it's like $3 and 50 cents for a Tez or whatever. Yeah. It was like 30 Tez, which is, which is like a decent amount for, for Hickentunk or Hen or whatever. Um, but the resale on that shit already is at like 120 Tez. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like I feel like the 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 if you're looking to resell and if you're looking to flip, which isn't exactly what I'm doing, but at the same time, if I get something crazy and if I can get it off for, you keep the options open, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If I could get it off for like a hundred times what I what I paid for it, and then I can take that and turn it back around and buy more pieces, I, I kind of have to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's how you get a collection going and shit like that. But to me um hen is where is where i'm i'm gonna be finding and breaking artists because that's where i feel like the 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 real like the and don't take offense to this because i'm not saying this personally towards you i would never direct it at you (laughs) but but i'm saying to me that's where like the grinders are right because that's where you get i I, I think for me i think for me personally it's more uh i like hen like I, i look i've looked around different um different marketplaces and i do like the aesthetic i do like what i see there so like for me personally i don't i want to use that for it's kind of like how i treat the toy soldier brand and i treat like you know like art prints and stuff like that on etsy i want a completely different experience like you're going somewhere else and it's the aesthetic is different everything about it is different so the mood that i'm setting for like the the toy soldier stuff I'd rather have that on OpenSea and the art stuff that I do personally for me, like the right. original pieces that you'll get from me, you'll get those on hand. Cause I, feel I respect that it. It's me more. Than I respect it. it. What you're talking about has been talked about, I think in the community, like it's been batted around between people over the last like a uh, couple months that I've seen where people talk about, like if you have a Genesis piece, one place and then you have it another like you have a different piece another place do you have is it multiple genesis pieces or is it just one genesis piece like can you only have one even if it's on multiple platforms some people seen that too you know what i mean some people feel like the platform's dividing or whatever it gives you a chance to be able to kind of do what you're doing which is where you can have one style or one thing on on one and then have another on another i can understand that i respect it i'm just I'm just letting you know where I'm coming from as a collector. Now, as an yeah. artist, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's, that's on you. Um, but I'm just looking at it from my perspective of like, it's even with like Ethereum with gas prices and shit like that, just to put in bids for shit. It's, it's just not worth it for me. You know what I mean? And I haven't really done open a lot, but that's even today when I was trying to re- redeem this, uh, this Yeti, it was giving me all types of issues with, um, with the gas transactions and waiting for, for gas shit. And 
you know, and blah, blah, blah. I never had to deal with that. The same thing when I tried to buy your piece the other day, the uh, last yeah. week. And yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. happened, bro. I had shit. I moved money over just so I could specifically buy your piece. And when I went to go buy it, it kept giving me issues. It kept saying that it was, it was, it was doing it. It was waiting. It didn't give me any kind of update, no status bar or nothing like that. And eventually I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I don't know. Like this, I don't have this issue with, with him. Yeah. I mean, like, and another reason why I rather keep them separate is also because, uh, just from a more technical standpoint, New York doesn't support currently doesn't support uh, tests. So right, right. getting the money into the wallet to do that is a bit of like jumping through fire. So it's a lot so, easier when it's just limited pieces that I do with him that are just for me that right. I prefer for my own brand. And then the more mass, well, I won't say mass because they're just one of ones, but that other stuff can go for me just on OpenSea. It's just here's, a lot easier for me to like deal with. Here's what I would, um, here's something I would recommend and you don't, and again, you don't have to take this. You don't have to, you know, whatever, but I would, I like to be able to kind of offer up ideas and shit like that. And like, if, uh-huh. if you as the artist, you don't fuck with the idea, then just don't do it. You know what I mean? But don't be like, Oh, he's trying to change my style and blah. No, 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 no. It's not like that. Like it's not <laughs> no, that I serious. So. I, I'm always open to suggestions. Here's what I would suggest. I would suggest <clears throat> to take a piece and put it up on Tez, um, put it up on hen for one Tez and put up like 20 of them and, and do that with a few different pieces, like one Tez, two Tez, like, like one and a half maybe, and let them get out there and then let the resale market do its thing and, and see if you can get some flips on the resale market after the 20, after the 20 run up or put up 20 of them and say, if these aren't gone in five days or whatever, then I'm going to burn the rest of whatever, whatever doesn't go. So that way, even if like three of them get out, those three are the only three that are going to be out there. So then the collector can then put a price on it that they feel is, is, is fair. And if they think that it's worth a hundred Tez or whatever, they put a hundred Tez on it. And then if it buys, you get the percentage kickback off of that. Hmm. Okay. You see what I'm, well, you see what I'm yeah, saying? That's that's interesting. So because I mean, like I mean, like I'm I won't say that I have a because I mean I haven't put anything up yet. Right. <laughs> so it's more like that's where I was leaning to because, like I said, I do well, you like got the, the idea. Don't you have the one piece up there that you that you put up, like the 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 flash piece? The yeah, it's like a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like a flash fast animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and yeah. I looked at that and I wanted to copy it, but I'll be honest with you. I don't have, I I'm right now I am in between in life. I am in between like four different fucking hustles of, of just trying to make it work or whatever. So gotcha. anything, anything that I have extra, I love to be able to put into grabbing some stuff from some artists, especially artists that I feel like have potential that I think that, if I could grab something now in, in a month or two or whatever, like that person breaks and all of a sudden yeah. it's huge. That, that piece that I have is going to go up. It was, a, yeah, it was an investment. Exactly. And to me as a collector, like that's the, that like, this is way better than fucking crypto market or whatever for me. Like, I don't like, I'm not a financial guy, so I'm not going to sit there and move money over and try to do this and try to do that. But like I said, I have the eye for art. So when I can see something on hen, and it goes for like 1.5 Tez or whatever. And there's 10 of them up and eight of them are gone. I'm grabbing that bitch. You know what I, you know what I mean? And I'm going to grab it and I'm going to sit on it. And I guarantee you when I check my profile in, in a week or whatever, it's going to be the cheapest one you're going to be able to find is for six or seven Tez. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I hear that. 
so what I'm saying is, is if you could put something up, that's like one Tez, one and a half, two Tez, like you don't, I'm not saying to diminish the value of your art, but what I'm saying is, is it'll help get that product out there for the people that really want to fuck with you and support you. It'll put you in the galleries of people that, that want to fuck with you and support you. And then when people go and look at that gallery, like when people go and look at my gallery, then they can see that you, you know, your piece in there, then they'll go to your profile and then they might buy you the fuck out just, just in one swipe. That's a good point. That's a good point. I like that. You see what I'm saying? Like I would never, like I would never try to, I think that a lot of the times, like when people are broke and they're into art, like they expect a lot of handouts from people. And like, I talked to Spotty about this a little bit and like, I would never expect a handout from an artist. Like that's not, that's not the way I work. If, if I'm not doing anything, like if I'm not doing the podcast, I'm not hitting you up for art. Like I'm not, I have nothing to offer you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's (laughs) nothing like I'm just being real. Like I only hang out with a certain amount of people. Like I, I keep to myself. I'm not the most social person or whatever, but when I have the podcast though, I know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm moving a machine. Like we have done this. You saw it with the blind box. You saw how yeah. busy we were with that show. I 200 segments, et cetera, et cetera. I know how to do this shit. So when I'm offering to somebody like, yo, I'll talk about your shit all you want, but if you want, just throw me a promo pack. Like it doesn't have to be anything free. Just sh- show me some screenshots of, of like a behind the scenes or something to, so I can kind of get a feel of what you're up to. And then I can talk about it legitly on the show. You know what I mean? Definitely. I would never ask somebody to just put up their art for free if they didn't feel like they wanted to give it away for free. But I do feel like, especially right now with the way that NFTs are, the way that Ethereum is, the way that Tez is and, you know, Hen and all these different options and all these different, the artist now has to become the marketer. They have to become the the marketing person and they have to put on their marketing shoes. Now, Dennis, I don't know what you do in like your, your nine to five, but not everybody has the ability to do that because some people yeah. for a 95 might be like a, you know, like, a, um, I don't, I don't know, a, a fucking contractor or some shit like that. Or like they might be, <laughs> a, you know, or a coder or whatever, like they might, you know, whatever. And they don't really know. They're not used to, to doing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So and to me, I've done this for a long time in terms of selling my own product, creating my own, my own space of business or whatever for myself, like whether it be hustle street shit or whether it be more legit shit. Um, (laughs) I still, I still had to make my own, you know, my own way or whatever. And I had to do stuff with prices and figure out customer shit. And I've always been really good at customer relations. So when I see that somebody might not be doing that, I'm like, I, and it's not, it's not you. I'm just saying in general, I feel like I have to kind of step in and say something because I'm like, there's a disconnect here. You know what I'm saying? And there shouldn't be a disconnect. Like your whole point of being an artist should be to try to get as many people to see what you're doing as possible. I I know you're doing it for yourself, but you still want those fans. That's true. That's That's why, that's why like, I'm, I'm not the type of person to turn away ideas only because like, like I said, I start off with toy soldiers. So I'm, I know how to sell clothes. I know how to sell things. So I'm never going to say, Hey, like, especially if you're going into like a new space, you do want to take in as much information as possible before you just jump in and just, you know what I mean? So if if somebody has ideas for something, especially me being new to like the NFT space, yeah, I want to take it into consideration because what I do versus what the other person might've suggested, their suggestion might help with what already I am already putting together. So why would I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, and, and like I said, I'm just speaking from, 
I create a lot of shit, but I wouldn't really necessarily call myself an artist, especially in the way that you're an artist, that the artists are, are digital artists. Like I might sculpt a little bit, like I might draw a little bit, but I'm, that's not where my strength is. Like, that's not what I do or whatever. Um, but that's what y'all do. So like, for me, I look at it in that, in that, um, relationship, I'm the collector. I'm not the artist. I'm the collector. You're either the collector or the artist. I'm the collector. So if I, and I'm not saying artists can't collect, but I'm, but collectors know what the fuck I'm talking about. They go out and they make it their uh, point to dig and find breaking artists and, and shit like that. That's what collectors like to do. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to do. I like to break artists. I like, that's one reason why I wanted to have Dennis on the show is because it, it's like, I, I like taking artists that are starting out in spaces like that and helping them, you know, pull them up and try to figure it out and shit. And, um, that's all I'm, that's all I'm doing is just speaking from the collector side of things. Like that doesn't mean that anybody has to listen or whatever, but I know that there's other people out there that feel the same way that I do. And they're collectors. They're not artists. You know what I mean? Right. So that's and all. I'm while, while, while listening to this, uh, cause I'm that type of person where like, even if it's, it's not something that I was going to do, it's mm-hmm. definitely something that'll play in my mind. So as I'm, as we're going through this and having this conversation, you might have just helped uh, <laughs> 16 more people get tomorrow's drop because right. now I'm probably going to do 17 of the piece that I'm going to drop tomorrow at probably one Tez and put that yeah. out and then that's the, that's the move, go man. from there. I, I think I think that's what I'm going to do. Which there's no harm to do it. Yeah. Like there's no harm in it. You know what I mean? Like that's the way I look at it is like, and and again, this is no offense to anybody that's an artist. Cause I understand it takes time and effort and all that shit. I would never, again, I would never say give away your art, but what I'm saying is you probably not just you, but if any artist is listening to this right now, you probably have 3000 fucking files on your computer that are sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that yeah. people would <laughs> love to look at, like that people would love to be able to collect or, or whatever. And I know you want, it's like when you have like a a car that's like an old car, but, but you had it from the beginning. And so you're like, yeah, but it's my car. Like, like the values it's like on hoarders, you know what I mean? Like when they have hoarders and and they're (laughs) like, you don't understand this car's worth way more than that. (laughs) And you're like, "Eh." but like, there's a value to it as like the artist, you have a value to it. Like, you're like, I'm not just going to let this go for nothing. But like I said, I think that especially right now with hen, it's so hot right now. Like I've seen how much it's gone up over the last like couple of days or whatever. Oh, I've definitely seen that as well. We're talking about it. Like, it's so hot that like, you can't, I would, I'm not saying flood your shit, but I'm what I would, here's another idea that I don't, again, take it or leave it or whatever, but this is what I think it would be a cool idea for like a profile for the, 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 the character stuff that you have going on with hen, put your main characters on OpenSea, and then put your accessories on hen. Hmm. Does this make sense? It does make sense. Only. And so, he- Going back, to, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Going back to uh, what we were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. uh, how I said, you know, punks and um, apes and all that definitely helped inspire. Well, I, inspired me to get into into the market because it right. was stuff that I was doing before. I, just like you just said, having two thousand plus like digital files, I have like an extensive collection of like accessories for yeah. the character. Like, I believe right it right there. Like, and, and they're already complete. Like I can literally upload that 
now. And, and that's what so, I'm saying. Like slap a filter on it with like some blood splatter or something like that. And then make one that doesn't have blood splatter on it or whatever, like just like a clean one and then put them both up, put the, put the blood splatter up for five Tez and then put the regular one up for one Tez. Boom. So yeah, this, this, uh, that's why I'm so, I've been so excited about the, uh, the entire NFT thing in general, because it all, it felt like it, it's perfect for digital artists. And yeah. Like if you're not, you know, making art prints or something like that, and you want to have your art preserved in a mm-hmm. digital format, this is like heaven sent, <laughs> you know, Here. and seeing so many other artists do it. It's like, yeah, I can, I can get into this space. I like it. As a collector, here's what I want. I want somebody to come up with and figure out this technology that I keep hearing about that people are, are pushing where they're talking about like an evolving like an evolving NFT. So what I'm saying is, is like, I just got the super Yeti, right? Yeah. I want to, I want to go to sleep with my super Yeti looking like he's blue and you know, whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then I wake up in the morning and because I've owned my super Yeti for six months, he turns to gold. <laughs> you see cool. what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I want. Like that's what well, you can do that with NFTs that from everything I understand is the technology's there. All they have to do is because you own it as, through a token that that token gets uh, changed and then your what you own gets changed. So like what you buy in the very beginning doesn't technically mean that that's what you're going to have at the end when it's all said and done. Like that's what they're doing with the punk shit where like the more you own it, then the more kind of perks and, and stuff like that, that you get and in, uh, in stakes and claims and all that shit. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. And that's where I'm saying, like, I think it would be cool if, um, you know, you buy the, uh, you buy the, the, the toy, the toy soldier collectible, you know, the figure, you know, whatever. And then you wake up one day and maybe he's splattered in blood or maybe he's a zombie or maybe he's like, like, it's a different, like you have like all of a sudden your, your guy evolved and it's because you held. Yeah. And I don't know what that technology, I don't know what that technology would be, but I think it would be dope as shit if you could figure it out for a character, you know, program, you know what I mean? I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, I I, I just feel like there's just the potential is what makes it, so worthwhile and like alluring to me as an artist there's just so much you can do real funny i uh i saw a clip um on my timeline earlier and it was this this dude does virtual um like 3d virtual reality paintings where he sits down with the oculus and shit and and there's a program where you can dip your paintbrush in and you know and you you can create a whole painting or whatever And when you get done with it, you can store it, I guess it like drops down into like behind a, it's like behind a desk basically. And when you push a button, it pops up, you know? And um, so he posts a clip of him doing like some painting stuff on this thing. And then he pushes the button and it, and it drops down and then he waves, you know, and it says goodbye or whatever. And then he says, uh, you can purchase this NFT at this link. And I click the link and it brings me to a still picture of what he painted. I thought the NFT was going to be him digitally painting. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, it's yeah. like what you're saying. You can do everything with this shit. Like we are now at a point where like, if he wanted to, if his idea for an NFT was, I'm going to show you like how they do like time-lapse drawings and shit. If his yeah. NFT was him doing like a time-lapse painting and the way that it was done in the virtual reality and shit, I was like, yo, I would buy that for my gallery. Like that's cool as hell. Like it just looks cool. Yeah. 
but right. that's not what the NFT was. And I hit him up and I was like, yo, you should like what I'm saying to Dennis right now. Like I'll just throw out ideas. If you want to take them, take them. If you don't, don't. And I hit him up and I was like, yo, honestly, I thought this was the NFT. And I, and like, I was looking to buy it, but it's not the NFT. I was like, <laughs> you should really look to, to, to try to make this the NFT. And he's like, oh, he's like, thanks so much. Like I'm, I'm actually in the process of doing that or something like that. And I'm like, perfect. Like, that's great. Like that's, that should be your style. Yeah, you know that, what would I mean? be like, that would be sick. It gives people an idea. So have you tried out virtual reality shit yet? I have not. But I am. I, I think that the. I think the closest I've came with any type of virtual reality is. I think that was my first embark into NFTs. Was I just randomly saw a link on the timeline one day, and uh, this was. I think this was like at the height of like quarantine, and somebody just. I forgot who it was. They posted like a link, and they were like, uh, you know, check out my virtual gallery. So right. I just saw it, and as an artist, it's like, ooh, gallery, let me go check this out. And I clicked on it, and it was literally like a virtual world, like a Minecraft-type world. Yep. And you can just walk around and just walk into, like, this self-made gallery, and he had all these different pieces up. And it blew my mind because it was just like, this is where we're going, uh -huh. like, technology-wise. Like, as a, mm -hmm. just as a society, we're not going more analog. We're going to keep going as more digital as we possibly can. Yep. Like we're going to move to like ready player one status. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, like, yeah, that, like, that's so, the that's best like, analogy that people throw at me. Actually, my girl, I, I told her when ready player one first came out, I was like, Hey, I want to watch that. It looks kind of cool or whatever. I didn't really, I wasn't into VR shit at all then. And I was like, yeah, it looks kind of cool. I'll check it out. And then, Every time I would bring it up, she'd be like, yeah, my dad wanted to watch that with me, actually. So I'm going to wait and uh, we can watch it with him. And I'm like, all right, OK. And um, and then as I got more into the podcast, people would hit me up and be like, oh, you got to Have you seen Ready Player One? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it because blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, you got to see it. Like everything you're explaining right now on the podcast yeah. is, is basically Ready Player One. So we watched it last week. And and honestly, a movie hasn't felt. I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> it, it because I've been around this universe now for the last uh, month and a half or whatever, um, yeah. this world of VR and stuff like that. And because my girl does have a VR headset, so like I'm I'm able to do it and put the Ooh, headset okay. on. It's fucking wild, man. Like the first time she got it and she got it set up and all that, and she's like, "Oh, you want to come in and try it?" And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot later. And she's like, all right, you know, and I kind of pushed it off because I was just like, I, I talked to this um, about Coldy and with, with Coldy in the first segment. There's like a, I get like a virtual reality anxiety almost. Like mm, it's a weird okay. feeling when you go to put the headset on for, for me anyways, that I feel like I'm actually, I really feel like I'm going into like a world that I almost can't control. Even if I can <laughs> control it, I feel like I'm out of control because I don't know how much I can really control in the space that I'm in, you know? And, um, I did the demo for the Oculus and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like this is. Yeah, man. That's, that's what connected it for me was the, the gallery that I just mentioned that I went to Yep. and thinking about like what you just said with the Oculus. And yep. like I said, we're going to continue to move more digital. Like it's not, we're, we're never going back. Like we're always going to keep going forward. And with what this is doing, like, this is just like the, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Yep. Like once technology catches up to the ideas, it's going to be insane. Yep. It's going to be absolutely insane. 
No, I, I agree. And that's what, that's, I'm trying to prepare, I'm trying to prepare people. Like I'm trying to get people on board here with the show and in the regards of like, guys, this isn't far off. Like we're not talking about, um, like futuristic space shit or whatever. Like we're talking about shit that's going to happen in the next like six, six months to a year. I think that that's when you're going to see a real boom, especially around Christmas and shit like that. I think that VR is going to get like a heavy push because I think the technology is there now. I'll um, tell you, I'll tell you, in my opinion, I feel like we're going to get that. I won't say six months for me. I'm going to, I'm going to be nicer and give it like a year. And right. the only reason I want to give it like a year, we probably be there now is if that, not the Oculus, but uh, the Google, the glasses that they had that yep. didn't work. Yep. If, yep. if let's say someone like Apple comes along and finds a way to make that lighter Yep. And the way, if even if you don't like Apple, their marketing ability is top notch, right? Like top notch when it comes to it. Because those, I'm an Apple guy. I'm an Apple guy. I won't deny that. But the way they market their products compared right. to like uh, Android, who might have the, the technology six months before that they drop it, right? But nobody cares until Apple drops it. I feel like if they find a way to make a headset that works, that is marketable and like mainstream we're fully ready player one by the time that happens like literally once that happens we're there well i think i I think the technology has to catch up in certain aspects i think that like for it to be ready player one and whatnot i think that there's a lot of like graphic challenges and whatnot oh yeah yeah. well because we're almost working at like an atari level like like right now like right now like i don't mean like we're gonna be fully immersed i just mean we're gonna step through that door yeah like once they create that so we can and they build the door we're just going to walk in and from there it's just whatever the mind can come up with well and that's why it's important um and this is people are going to say it's not important they're going to they're going to laugh at it they're going to clown it or whatever but the fact is like most of the people when you go and you turn on a new video game or whatever like you turn on nba 2k or some shit like that you go the first thing you do before you go out on the playground to bounce a basketball is you get fresh like you go, yeah. you, you go to a store, you, you pick out your shoes, you put on your shirt, like you do all that shit. And you're like, all right, I'm good. Now I can go play basketball. Dude, you just mentioned it earlier that you knew me for Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal exactly. Animal Crossing right. is literally the precursor to what we're talking about. You build an island, you put mm-hmm. stuff in it, you, you invite people to come to your island just to look at it. There's not, there's not much else that they do aside from like, look at this thing that I made. And right, that's literally the steps right before what we're talking about. And now what people need to realize is, is that when you go in and you do all that shit in NBA, you pay the 2K servers, whether it be in game currency that you that you built up from playing the game or you buy in-game currency and then you, you spend it on different shit, whatever. That's who you pay is you pay 2K. Yeah. We're not going to have a 2K to pay when when like the metaverse happens, quote unquote. Like when this thing takes off and and you have uh you have to have a house somewhere. Like you have to you in order to exist in this thing to spend the night, quote unquote, you're going to have to have a house. Yeah. And in order to have a house, you're going to have to buy a plot of land. Yeah. And, and I see people gonna, selling that too. Yeah. You have to buy land. You have to buy your house or whatever. Like the fact is, if you want shoes, you're gonna have to get shoes. Like that's what when we when when Spotty was on the show just in the in the previous segment, that's what we talked about. Was like he's got a he's got a giveaway for shoes right now for his uh, for the the Ethling character, and 
the or Ethling character, sorry. The the Ethling character is uh is people are looking at this thing as this might be the first fully um fully transferable character to like the metaverse or whatever. Um and it looks okay, but again, what they're trying to do is they're gonna do something with artists where different artists are being contracted and shit to work with them to uh to put in different elements for characters or whatever so like if you wanted a helmet in there or if you wanted like you know whatever then they would they would credit you as the artist for the helmet and then you know you would get the kickback off of the sales from the, the helmet and all that and you could dress up your character with the helmet and whatever else and that's how they're um that's what they're going with so this is like a very like people you think it's a game until you step inside the metaverse when you get a fucking headset for a hundred bucks and you don't have shoes. Right. <laughs> and you're like, yo, well, why don't, when, when was I supposed to buy shoes? And you look back and two years ago, all these NFT losers were out here buying shoes that were digital. And everybody's like, Oh, ha ha ha. You're buying fake shoes. You're buying digital <laughs> shoes. You don't own those shoes. I own those shoes. I took a picture of those shoes. And That's now, when people are going to be. Mm-hmm. And now you're, and, you're sitting there barefoot. Wondering yep, where can you buy shoes? <laughs> you're wearing bags on your fucking feet, like like ninety percent of the other people in the game. Because in order to buy shoes, they cost fucking three thousand dollars in the game. But you could have bought them two years ago for fucking yeah. a giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's so that's where I'm saying. Like, if I walk through the metaverse, somebody looks at what I got, and they're like, "Yo, those are some dope shoes. Let me get the like how much?" And 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 like you can't buy them anywhere. They were a one of one, and they were put out in in 2021, and it's 2025 now. I'm not just coming off my shoes. Like you gotta, you're going to have to pay me for those. Yeah, exactly. So that's where like a lot of people don't have, it's like what we talked about in the beginning of this, where like a lot of people don't have the, the, the foresight, I guess, to, to understand that this is where it's going. And like I said, nine years ago, some people can't see it until they see it. Nine years ago, I laughed at it. Um, five years ago, uh, you know, we laughed at it passingly in a, in a crypto kitty joke or whatever. And I'm tired of laughing at this shit. Cause I realized <laughs> that it's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. going to happen. And so I see it in so many fucking instances, like what you're talking about with building the Island on animal crossing. Like my girl does uh sim builds where she builds, um, she builds sim like sim houses and she, she posts those up on the sim community and she'll get like 150 likes, which in their community, I guess is a lot. Yeah. And, um, she just spends a lot of time in there and it's like, and and you could look at it and be like, why would you waste so much time building fake houses, blah, blah, blah. But the fact is, is like, she's going to be so fucking ahead of the curve in four years or whatever, when between playing Minecraft and putting together sim houses and all that shit, she's she going she she to be an architect. She, I was just about to say that she can literally be a digital architect. Like that, yep. that would literally be a lane that she could create once yep. this pops up. I agree. So that's so that's where I'm saying like, and I'm sure that in the NFT space, there probably are people that they get hired as digital architects. There probably are people that I mean, I know there's people that get hit hired as um as like uh like um dealers at casinos and shit like that digitally. Like See? like that's something you can do where you can go in for eight hours and work like an eight hour shift or whatever um you know getting paid in crypto basically so like i know it's out there and that's and i see it coming and i have no problem like people need to embrace this shit because if not i'm like what we're saying you're gonna end up having bags on your feet and people are gonna be (laughs) laughing at you man like you're not gonna be able to get in the club exactly (laughs) like you can't get in the board ape club right now like the board ape club is fucking like 1.5 ethereum to get into basically like if you're if you want to buy in right now to to get a board ape 
And 1.5 Ethereum is fucking uh, what three thousand five hundred dollars basically. Easily. If you want to, if you want to buy into a CryptoPunk right now, you're looking at thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. So like, I mean, we've seen it happen. So that's why I'm trying to explain to people like it's it's going to happen. We have seen it happen, and people can sit back and laugh at NFTs and say, "Ha ha, it's a joke," and blah blah blah. My life doesn't revolve around NFTs, but I think they're very fucking important right now, and I think exactly. that people need to accept them. They need to embrace you, you just, them. You don't have to like spend all your time on it, but keep a pulse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, pay attention because that's how you get left behind. Is you you taking all of this in passing? Yep, yep. Speaking of which, um, if you go on Twitter right now and you do a hashtag H E N one hundred one zero zero, there's a lot of artists right now that are for today only. They're putting up um, a, they're putting up uh, pieces for point one tez. So. If you want to build up a collection or um, honestly, Dennis, this might be a good way for you to build up some Tez is go and cop some pieces for 0.1 Tez and then, you know, hold them for a little bit and then put them back up for five Tez or 10 Tez or whatever. And then, then that'll get you some Tez to be able to put up some art. Mm, Okay. You know what I mean? So the the flippening as they call it. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, but yeah, uh, night owl just put up a, uh, for listeners of the show, night owl just put up a, um, a 100 hen, uh, piece. So that's point one. Um, that's over on his, uh, over on his page. I just retweeted that to the, uh, the four things podcast page. So, um, yeah, if anybody's listening to this jump on hen, man, I, I saw there's some, some big collectors in the space now that are big in like open sea and nifty and stuff like that. And now they're starting to shout out Hen and they're talking about how great it is and, you know, and how come nobody told me about this. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the influencers. Like, <laughs> right. what are you ta- like, what are you talking about? Like you have 20, 30, 40,000 followers on here Why and all you, you talk about. about. Yeah. And all you talk about is art and shit like that. How could you not be up on this platform that I'm, I'm up on and I just stumbled into this space a month and a half ago, <laughs> you know, so um, so yeah, put up some, uh, and, and again, man, Dennis, throw up a, a piece for point one or whatever and, and see what happens with it. You know what I mean? Like throw up, don't give them a lot. Just give them something little. Yeah. You know? I might actually do that. Accessory. I might, I might actually do that tonight. Yeah. If you want to, and, and I told you this before, if you want to link up with some, uh, some NFT shit or whatever, um, you know, for the show or, uh, for, for yourself with some music shit, let me know. We can. Yeah, um, definitely. I definitely, uh, I did like that piece that you showed me. Um, with Ren? I forgot that. Yeah. 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 I thought that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's the homie. He, um, that's, uh, he's got a, he's got a real dope style and, um, he's, he goes back to the blind box and shit like that. And so, um, you know, I think, I think he threw me a bone here where he was like, yo, if you want, you know, I'll include this. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I appreciate <laughs> it. But, um, but I, I really do appreciate it. It's the first, uh, it's the first NFT, um, you know, art thing that I've done or whatever. So I would be all for it. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, man. Like, we'll 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 talk about it once I kind of uh, get a little bit more into this space. Like, once I get these projects off, because this is definitely probably my most ambitious compared to the cards. I would say this is because I'm is literally I'm going to do a piece a day. It's not a week cushion. Like, it's every single day I'm going to drop something. So right, right. 
I think in my in my opinion, I think the cards are perfect for um I almost feel like you should do it the opposite way. I feel like the cards are perfect for hen because you can you can charge uh, like a little bit you can you can set like a lower price on those and make them collectible. Like I can collect 10 of those at one Tez a piece. Mm. You see well, what I'm saying? I, mean, I can I yeah. can collect like like and I would and I would actually actively collect them. Like I would want to collect all ten of them, you know, and not miss one. You know what I mean? Yeah. One Tez, two Tez, three Tez, like something like that. You know what I mean? Something under five is what I would say. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, I mean I definitely have options because I haven't actually put anything up anywhere yet. So we'll right. see. I just yeah. have like a ton of ideas. That's really all it is. That's where I'm at, bro. Like I got a, I got a bunch of ideas for this thing. I like, I've said it from the beginning with the show. Like this is a podcast right now and it's just what it is, but like, it's going to evolve like pretty much the NFT thing. Like what we're talking about, like this show is going to evolve. It's not just going to always be what you hear it as in the first season or whatever. So, um, with that, it's going to be a lot of visual shit with, you know, digital shit and, and NFTs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, if anybody, and if anybody wants to work on that stuff, man, holler at me. Um, it's a uh, four things podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's things with an a, um, and the same thing, uh, at four things podcast, uh, on Twitter. So, um, you can holler at me, uh, that way. Um, Dennis, how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? And, uh, uh if you want to, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me across any platform, it's old dirty Dennis, O L D I R T Y D E N N I S. Big Wu Tang fan. Uh, if you want to pay attention to the, if you want to pay attention to the uh, clothing brand, you can find that on Twitter and Instagram as Toy Soldiers. As of this recording, there is a Instagram specifically for the uh, Toy Soldier character, Sam Soldiers. I literally made that today, and it's going to be yep. strictly for his N- NFT stuff. So you can follow that on Instagram at Sam Soldiers S L D R S. Perfect. Um... And uh, this has been another episode of Four Things. Um, like I like I said, I guess the new uh, catchline for the show. This is a uh, this is a show that's about more than just four things. Um, <clears throat> my name is GM. Um, I gave you all the information where you could check us out and uh, and and get down with the show. Um, again, Dennis, I appreciate you stopping by. Everybody, stick around. Down, we man. got uh, we got one more segment with uh, with Harold Bingo. So um, if you're not familiar with Harold, uh, we. We talk about all the times we got arrested. <clears throat> it's a very, it's, it, it was not expected at all. That's not how the segment was supposed to go down, but it just so happened that every time we tried to take a turn off of it, we just kept going back to getting arrested. So, uh, so stick in for that one and, um, and we'll be back. Y'all. Hey, uh, hey, NFT. Um, hey, gee, to- long time no see pal. Yeah. I've been trying to get a hold of you for uh, what feels like, I mean, weeks, and it's probably only a couple days, but you know how it goes in the uh, in the NFT world. Yeah, I do. You know, you have a lot of ups and downs, and downs and ups, but yeah. I think I've realized what's most important. You, you did? I what's was, that? I was actually going to tell you I'm now part of a gallery in the metaverse. You, well, congratulations, NFT. Yeah, I'm in the artwork space with a bunch of other pieces of art just like me. Just hanging out on the wall by yourselves, just chilling with people in the metaverse. Gee, I want to say, this is what it's all about. It's about the the family element. Wow, the family? Are you part of the community? 
I think I'm part of the hashtag community. Oh my god, congratulations NFT. I can't thank you enough, G. You're welcome, NFT. I'm glad that we could. Uh, I'm glad we could go through this together. And um, please keep me posted in your uh, in your endeavors. Well, you can take a look. Come visit me in the metaverse and keep yourself posted. I gotta go. All right, NFT. We'll see you around. Bye. See ya, NFT. Wow, technology is amazing. Four things. Four things. Four things. We gotta let that bang. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it goes away. Oh well. Uh, this is segment four of uh, four things, everybody. Um, if you've stuck with us this long, you know that uh, the intro music usually plays longer. But sometimes I don't really stress it. You know what I mean? Today's one of those days I can't. I can't stress that shit even a little bit. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the, uh, the guest in, um, and we're basically just going to chop it up. We're going to talk about some random shit. Um, this is going to be easy listening for you. It's going to be super easy listening. Um, no heavy lifting on our parts. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to do any of that shit today. So, um, guest, uh, if you could do me a favor, go ahead, let people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you. Well, I'm not so sure I want to be known, but... <laughs> If any chances are good that anyone who's listening to this follows follows you on Twitter, which means they may follow me on Twitter, I'm mm-hmm. Harold Harold Bingo, which is a Curb Your Enthusiasm reference. But you know, there's people who think my name's really Harold, and I just let them have it because it's fun. it's better that way. Yep. But yeah, I'm I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who who listens to a lot of music and opines about it online sometimes. It's a sickness I have, really. It's funny. Lyle called you the elusive Harold Bingo. That's not so much elusive. I just, I just don't get. I don't, I don't understand why anyone even wants to. I, I don't know. I'm just a guy. Well, you got followers. I, well, right? I don't I mean, even like, know how that happened. I have no. Really? I have, no, I wasn't. It's never. I never sat down and was like, I'm gonna be a popular Twitter guy. Like I just said you just on Twitter, and it did, kind of just happened. I guess. Did you just shit post your way to uh, more to, or less? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh shit! I found. Because I've always done it. Like, you know, I've been, I'm old. So I did message boards. I did, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever do DVD? Yeah, I knew his, I never had an account on his, but I would read the threads on there. Yep, I was on DVD. So I had like message board accounts and I was on Boxton. Yep, Sandbox Automatic also. Yeah. Yep. So I've just always rambled about rap on the internet in some way, shape, or form, and Twitter's just the latest iteration of that. It, it's good for the people in my personal life because they don't they don't have to listen to it as much. So for the uh, the listeners out there, um, for anybody that doesn't know, there's there's two people that I consider I would consider like a parallel universe me. It, it's somebody who I'm very like I'm very weird. I'll be the first one to admit it. Like my whole story is fucking weird. Like my my approach to a lot of shit is weird. Like I don't really look at shit um, the same way I think as other people. A lot of the times, that's why I do the I am and why thing. That's why I'm Mister Not You. That's why you know all that shit. Like that's what a lot of that is, and a, and a lot of it is rapper um, ego or whatever. But at the same time, it comes from somewhere. <clears throat> and where excuse me, where it comes from is I grew up. In upstate New York, and I grew up around uh, a lot of people that they were not into hip hop like how I was into hip hop. Like this is this is like late nineties. 
um, there, there just weren't a lot of people that really got it the way that I got it in terms of like, I, like they might've been listening to like a, like the, the P Diddy no way out shit, which is cool. I would listen to that, but I was also listening to like lyricist lounge volume one. I was listening to, um, like E40 hall of game. Like there's a lot of shit that I was listening to that when I would play it around my friends and shit like that, they, they would just look at me like I was a fucking weirdo. Right. And there's only two people that I feel like I've really identified with that I've come across my, my internet travels that I'm like, Hey, that guy's like me. Like he's, he's like somebody, he probably has a very similar story to me and it's a, uh, it's you and, um, and Andrew Barber with Big Shore Drive. Right. Andrew Barber. What's that? Yeah. I said, right. Cause Andrew Barber, do you have that same feeling where like, where like you see Andrew Barber and what he's doing? You're like, Oh, he gets it. Like yeah. that guy gets it. He has good taste. Yeah, like he like and that's what I'm saying you you could tell that he really like and and he's also been doing this for a long time, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like there's times where I can talk to people at a at like a base level about um about rap or, or hip hop or whatever. And then there's other people who want to get into like backpacker nerdy shit and like I can go there, but I'm not really about that. But I'm talking about like the random gems you find along the way. Right. Um, Almost like the B side of where we're at now, like on on segment four, uh, four things B side. Um, it's the same type of a vibe where you find these gems or whatever, and um, and I feel like there's certain joints where like I can bring them up, and there's only a few uh, there's only a few select people that'll that'll really know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I feel like Harold's one of those people where there's times where he'll mention a song that like I'm like only this dude would would know this fucking song. And then, and vice versa, I feel like there's times where, where, um, where I might mention a song and Harold can see it and, and be like, oh, okay, I, I know who, what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So where did that, uh, cause where, all right. So where did you grow up exactly? So I came up like, so you're from upstate New York. So what part yeah. of New York are you from precisely? All right. So I, I'm right underneath Albany. Okay. So I actually lived in Gloversville for a stretch. Oh, bet. All right, yeah. I had I had some people that lived out in Gloversville. So I've been out there. Um, I've actually I actually performed out there. Um, there's like a bar out there that yeah. um, that's split. It's on the corner. I know. And I think there was a strip club on the side of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, you, about. I was only in Gloversville for a summer, but I still know the place you're talking about because it's a nothing ass place. So you remember the few things. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We we performed. We did a show there on the other side of the split side, and it was very interesting. We had uh, we had dudes tried to bum rush the stage, and then we threw them off the stage. It was really, it was crazy. So, um, Glover's Ball, Glover's Ball is a crazy. So place. that's, so that's where I had spent a summer there. But most of my childhood, I was in um, the Cuyahoga Valley, which is basically like a bunch of podunk towns in the middle of nowhere. Like I had my high school graduating class was super small. Like, so I grew up mad rural. And what? So what, so how'd you get your fix? Like how'd you how'd you and, find it? So when I was little, like. The internet wasn't like so I'm because I'm in my city, right. so so it was it was the radio and it was whatever I could whatever music videos I could see on TV and Columbia House that was yeah, yeah. where you could get twelve CDs for a penny or however they did it mm-hmm. and that was like those that's how I got my hands on like my first handful of rap albums. That's uh, my sister had Columbia House and she was she was like a a a nineties white girl finding her way where she was you know she would have like rem but then she would also have like public enemy you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh and so i would i would kind of check out what she was what she would bring in and then um i remember 
there's certain albums where, and, and maybe you have an album like this, but there's like certain albums for me where like I can remember the exact moment that I heard them. And, and like, it's not the normal where somebody might say like, yo, when I was at the tunnel, I heard mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. No, like with me, when I heard like Biggie's ready to die, I was in my cafeteria with like one other kid. Like there was, there was maybe like two, maybe two or three other kids in my high school. It was the same thing as you. They like total, we had 800 kids, I think in our high school. Um, and, uh, and he, he was, he was listening to ready to die. And like, I, I heard it and I was like, this shit's in fucking incredible <laughs> and changed my life. And, uh, and you know, there's moments like that. Do you have an album like that that you remember that like, you heard albums, that- but it's more for me, it's like, I don't have whole albums like that, but there's certain moments like where you just hear a song or see a music video. Like, Holy shit. Like that's so for me, one of those was uh Brooklyn's finest when, when I heard yep. when that was like, I heard, I had reasonable doubt and I just would play that. So I would just play that over and over. Like I would get hung up on certain songs and I remember that being one of them where I was like, oh my, this is like, whatever so this reasonable is. Doubt, that Reasonable Doubt was the first album that you heard of Jay's? Yeah, actually. I actually yeah. heard him in the, like, the chronological order that a person was supposed to because I was right. cause I'm old. It's not because I was cool. It's because I was old. <laughs> exactly. So like Nutty Professor, uh, like the like the Foxy J joint, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that type of shit, like all the lead up and, and then the, the lead up to Foxy and all that. Like that's what I'm all familiar with is like I'm very familiar with that. And that's – I saw Reasonable Doubt came out. Um, they put out like a, like a reissue version and I think – who uh coming of age two is on it i think or friend of friend or foe two was on it and i saw that shit and and um i saw it on the shelf and i was like what's this <laughs> i felt i felt very old you know what i mean oh yeah. i was like i was like what the fuck is this i like, feel ancient when i see reasonable doubt conversations i'm like that's how i listen to in my bedroom so i'm like yeah right. I'm, I'm old as old as dirt at this point i talked about it before i used to um I didn't have anywhere around me to buy albums. Uh, the, the closest place to me was uh, 20, like I, I could go 20 minutes one way or 20 minutes another. And this is a time where I wasn't able to drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like 15. And um, we had a place in our, in our town where it was, it was called the treasure shop. And, and what it is is like, it's just like a little like knickknack novelty type place or whatever. And I, and I would go in there every once in a while um, when I got off the bus, and I would just kind of kick around in there. And honestly, a lot of people, uh, including myself, uh, we, we would steal, like, candy from there and shit like that. Just, like, just small little, like, candy shit stuff in our pocket. And um, at one point, I, I saw that there was, like, a upstairs, they had, like, a small CD store. And it was real, real small. And um, it, it wasn't, like, a normal CD store either. It was for, like for like old ladies and shit. <laughs> and, um, I went in there and like naive me, you know, trying to get it's That's why I say like, where'd you get your fix? Like trying to get the fix any way I could. I'm like, <laughs> you got CDs here. Like what, what kind of, what kind of no limit CDs can you get here? No limit. And she said, what? And I was like, can you get masterpiece CDs here? And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but if it's in this book, then I can order it. And she, and she pulled out this giant, um, you know, this, this giant, uh, phone book looking book and I would flip through it. And sure enough, they had like masterpiece mama's bad boy. They had, um, they had a grip of, of no limit CDs in there. They had true, true, like the first CD. Um, and, and that's where I ordered like, uh, a lot of like my early no limit CDs was at like this little, 
You know what I mean? Like that's, but that's how I, that's how I did it. And like the same thing with like mixtapes online, you were talking about message boards online. I used to, um, I used to be a part of a message board where it was mixtape trading. So like, I, like if you, you would have a list and the list would be like, you know, 30 tapes or whatever. And somebody would go through and be like, yo, I want this tape. Look at my list and let me know what you want. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll send you a dub of it. Yep. And so I used to get, um, that's how I heard the first, the, the Slim Shady EP, the Eminem uh, EP. Uh, that's how I heard that is that it was on a tape. And it's real funny because I'll never forget the last song on that tape. It had the full Eminem uh, EP and then it had it had Rascals Northern Touch remix, um, which was the Rascals from from Canada. And it was uh, it's a song called Northern Touch and it's over the DMX Get At Me Dog beat. And it's fucking amazing. But I would have never heard that if that wasn't if I didn't get it on that tape. You know what I mean? Exactly. You have to when you when you have to work so hard to get your hands on certain stuff, you turn up songs that you just wouldn't have otherwise. So like I didn't really have to get it out of the mud as much as you did, apparently, because like so for me, I got my 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 primary fix I got from there was a Kmart that wasn't too far from where I lived that where I could get explicit, they had, they would carry explicit rap albums and I, I did a fair amount of shoplifting to support my, right. support my, it was the nineties. Come on. It was the nineties. Everyone was doing it. Yeah. Like, what do you want from us? There were no was, cameras. They normalized it. That's, <laughs> they ruined the kids. They normalized it. I'm blaming it on, I'm, I'm blaming it on the patriarchy or whatever. <laughs> it was, it was the nineties. There were no cameras. We were experimenting. Everyone was doing it. It was different. Yeah. I, I, Look, man, I'll, I'll I'll be real. I had a, I have a story about when uh, me and my buddy used to work at a fucking coconuts, um, uh, strawberries. I guess it was like right at the time where they where they transitioned, and we had no cameras in the store, none. Like there were no fucking cameras. So when and it was in the hood, like it was, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like when we would go there to work, we would show up, and and this is when CDs were like eighteen dollars and shit like that, you right? Know? And we would call our boys and we'd be like, yo, we got a 10 for 100 if you want to come down and cop it. And they're like, oh, we're all right, yeah, yeah. And then people would come down and cop 10 CDs for 100 bucks. And Absolutely. We just steal at the time. Yeah, we just slide it over the counter. They give us 100 bucks or like a half ounce of weed or some shit like that or, you know, whatever. And that was our hustle. And like we, we eventually got busted for it. Um, very small. <laughs> like, I mean, I, 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 I owned, I did the thing where I owned up to a little, but it was actually a lot. You know what I mean? Right. You, you just, you act contrite about a small smidgen of what you've done and you hope that's enough. I'll never forget six DVDs and 11 CDs. <laughs> that's, that's what I, that's what I copped to. I said, six DD. I said, look, I'll tell you guys what I did. Just that's it. All right. We're not going to push it any more than that. It's six DVDs and 11 CDs. And they said, will you sign something that says that? I said, yeah, go ahead. So I, I signed it. Boom. I was, uh, I was under 18 at the time. So I was 17 and, uh, and they let me go. There you go. So our video was, I was actually, I think it was, I was under 21 and that's what it was. I was under 21. And so I, I got like, you get like your one, uh, get out of jail free card pretty much. Yeah, they give they tend to they tend to be all right. Shoplifting is one of those things where it's like even even the most ardent criminal justice people are like, yeah. You ever been arrested? Uh similar similar thing actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> similar thing. Now, I'll tell you if it makes you feel any better, I'll tell you the dumbest thing I was ever arrested for. What's that? Um uh, um 
so I had a friend in high school when we graduated. She uh, she was a good friend of ours, like a big group of ours, and uh, they had a game where they would go around and collect Honda H's, <clears throat> like the like the H on the front of the Honda, the emblem. Yeah, the ones on the cars. Yeah, yeah, and and the the grand prize really was like the gold one, you know, the gold Honda H. So. I was friends with a in high school. I was friends with a, a wide group of people. It's how I've always been my whole life. Like I've I've always been friends with kind of everybody. And um, me and the valedictorian at the time went out to uh, went out to the mall, and we saw a gold Honda age, and we were like, "That's the perfect fucking Christmas present." Because we were going out there for Christmas presents. Like we were like, "That's the perfect fucking Christmas present." Like we should we should grab that shit. And I was like, all right, just pop it off, and uh, we'll put it in the car. Then we'll go in. We'll do our shopping or whatever. We'll get out and leave. It's a, it's a Honda age. Like, what's the, what's the big fucking deal, you know? So we go in. We, we pop it off. We go in. We, we do our shopping or whatever, real, you know, about an hour. We come out. We get in the car, and we go to pull out, and fucking three cop cars come flying up on the car. And we're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and, uh, and they come up, and they're like, look, we know what you did. And we're like, what do you, I was like, what do you mean you know what we did? Like, what do, you, what do you think we did? And they were like, well, we've had a stash of robberies around here, um, you know, and your, uh, your radio looks like it's been, you know, messed with. And, you know, it doesn't look like it's been put in properly. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, so because we took a gold Honda age, which is what we did, and he's like, do you know how much uh, this person paid for this gold Honda age? And I'm like, no. And he's like, how much, how much did you pay for it, sir? And the guy's standing there and he goes, uh, car was, you know, $23,000 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you got ripped off. I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's a piece of plastic. <laughs> and, uh, and at that point, the cop's like, all right. And I'm just being a fucking punk kid. And, um, and he goes, yeah, while we, uh, while we were waiting for you, actually, we got uh, these guys too. And <laughs> there are three guys that were smoking weed in a fucking car out in, out in the parking lot. And the guys look at us like they want to fucking murder us. And I'm just like, sorry, guys. And uh, that's, that's the dumbest thing that I ever got, uh, that I ever got arrested for, I think, which was a gold Honda age. My dumbest arrest story is just a stupid, um, sm- sitting in a car in a, a park that like no one goes in smoking a blunt. Yeah. Cops come behind us. It's like, it's mad secluded park. We're like in the middle, like it, like, great. Turns out the cops were there to look for into some vandalism that had nothing to do with us. Yep. It happened upon us. And yep. I had to pay like a $200 ticket for it. It's like awesome. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. No, did you get arrested for it? Or did you just get ticketed? Just got ticketed. Had to go to court. Pay, pay. Yeah, that, that sucks. But uh, I, it's funny. I know a bunch of people that always have like like weed stories where they're like, "Oh yeah, I got off." Blah blah blah. Like I, all my weed stories end up in me fucking getting arrested or some bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, my one like brush with the law <laughs> of weed. Like, no, they were like, "You're gonna pay the ticket." I was like, "All right, cool." Right. <laughs> I wish it was a funny, a funnier story. It's just dumb because it's like, oh, one blunt in the park cost me two hundred dollars. But it's funny. That's why when people talk about like white privilege and shit, I'm like, no, white privilege is definitely a thing. But at the same time, like, I have definitely experienced factors where I just get fucked. Like, there's, there's no, like, if it was, if it was a privilege, trust <laughs> me, I would, I would admit to it, and I would, uh, and I would love it at that point because at least it got me out of whatever I was in. But I didn't. I didn't experience that. Like every time I run in with the cops with some fucking weed or some shit like that, boom. Like I like I'm just I'm done. So can't do that out in Denver though. I guess. Yeah, you have to. I guess you have to be careful about your location. 
some sometimes they'll have more of a boys will be boys mentality elsewhere. Right. Where uh, where are you at now? I'm actually I'm actually out by the Buffalo area right now. Overstate. Yeah, I've like circum I've like circumnavigated this whole state. I've lived up north. I've lived in the central. I've lived in the Twin Tiers. I've, have you lived downstate in New York City? No, that's like the last frontier. But they don't they don't want me. <laughs> Why do you say that? They don't like upstaters up down there. That's true. That is true. For anybody that doesn't know, there's definitely a uh, a stigma. We're, we're I don't know why. We're all brain dead hicks. All we want to do is try to go down there and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, they just hate us. Um, you said you were listening to uh, to some Detroit rap. Doing that a lot lately. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, who am I missing out on? Well, it depends. Like, how 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 much do I have to hip you to? Do you like oh my God. like Sada Baby, Babyface Ray? Um, Sada Baby, I'm very familiar with. Uh, I haven't listened to like full projects, but I'm very familiar. Um, otherwise, uh, no. You said, and who was the other one you said? Babyface Ray. No, Babyface Ray, I'm not familiar with. Have you listened to Rio the Young OG? Nope. See, these are those are like those are like. Ba- so, so if you got you got to at least start there, and then then yep. I can start telling you about all the, the people you've been sleeping on. Oh my god! Um, do they all have a, this, a similar style? I wouldn't say that. I mean, some of them use like some of them use similar sounding beats. Like, I know there's definitely like a, I you think a lot of people if you listen to enough rap, if you think about Detroit beat or Flint beat or whatever, you, there's a certain template that pops into your head, right? But, I think it's like similar, like they have similar approaches, but they all, it's all, they all kind of put their own spin on it where it's, I, I don't know. The thing I think that draws me to Michigan stuff a lot too, is cause I like stand up a lot and there's okay. definitely the there's so much like, it's like joke, they're cracking jokes. And I feel like they're trying to make each other laugh, especially on the ones where they're all rapping together. Right. And that definitely draws you in. So it's, it ends up being so easy to get into people because they're always doing songs where it's like five or six guys are rapping together. So you're naturally going to check out the other three guys that are on the song and it's just a never ending cycle. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the rabbit hole. That's what I'm afraid of getting into. Like I'm don't be afraid. Embrace it. Oh, it's just so much. And I know you you don't, you, as long as you have a taste for like, as long as you can stomach some politically incorrect punchlines, you're fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you, if you know me, you know, I can do that. That's I'm not, I'm not worried about that. As long as you can get into the beats and the, but like Babyface Ray, I think is a good recommendation for somebody who's like, not necessarily as familiar because I don't think all his production drifts to that direction as much as like he has whole projects that are. You know, you wouldn't necessarily know he's a Michigan guy if I hadn't told you right off the bat. Right. So it's not like because what I when I when I hear like Michigan um, flow, like to me, it's like very run on sentency. It can be because of the punching in style, but yeah, <clears throat> it's just I look at it as a different, uh, you know, kind of what's the best way to put it? It's a it's a it's like a willful approach so it's you know i it's easy to get into and it's since it's such an acquired taste and then once you're into it you just kind of it's harder to see how it looks for to somebody who hasn't been listening to it constantly for the past you know three four five years right my brain is Uh, poisoned 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna have to get into it because, like, I'm very, uh, I'm very into like regional hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I like. So, what like regions are you? What, do you have any regions you're into right now? Oh, right now, not as many. That's one thing. That's that's one reason why I was looking forward to having you on the show is because um, I'm not. I I haven't really been keeping up. Like, it's one of those things where I. I've realized that as much as I, when I was a rapper, I would keep up with hip hop a lot um, Mm -hmm. in terms of just like being a fan of shit, especially before I was a rapper and shit like that. Like I always listen to shit, but I would never really, I always was real careful of like how deep I dove into shit because I didn't want my music to sound like somebody else's music. So I would kind of stay away from that a lot of the time. Then, um, then I kind of got burned out from making music, like my own music and shit. And I just, and I didn't want to really listen to anybody's music. Like it just didn't hit me the same. Like I, and then a lot of times, like I would look at like the, the stuff that was coming out and I'm not trying to sound old here, but like I would look at a lot of stuff that was coming out and I was like, I'm just not fucking with it. Like, I'm just not like, it doesn't really, uh, uh, speak to me like that. And then, um, and then I guess when, when Mac died, uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller, um, listen to Mac Miller. Um, when Mac died, I uh, I kind of checked out. I checked out Mac's um, the Inertia um, studio freestyle joint, and when I checked that out, I was like, "Yo, this dude was dope." Like, why didn't anybody ever link me to this shit? Like, everybody would always talk about, you know, like the the Donald Trump joint or you know whatever, like that type of shit. You know, like the the early Mac shit, but they never really put me on to. Um, what he was up to, especially more recently, um, before he passed, like swimming and stuff like that. So when I dove into swimming, uh, no pun, um, I, uh, I checked out a lot more Mac shit and that kind of got me more back into wanting to check out other music and shit like that. Um, I'm just being honest. Like that's, so it's not really a region, but I, but I, I got into Mac again, or I got into Mac and then that kind of like um, got me into more of a, a deal of like listening to artists and shit like that again. Um, because I just kind of fell out of love with music for a bit. Um, I think I just burned myself out. Um, I listen to a lot of Gibbs right now though. Yeah. Gibbs is definitely somebody where it's like, I definitely think he, it's like him and little baby. I feel like have the highest like consensus approval right now. I feel like most, you think so? yeah, I feel like they're like the cons- in like their respective lanes. I feel like they're the consensus approval guy. Yeah, it's definitely an easy like a layup answer, but that's but that's what I'm. That's kind of his. He, I feel like he has a really high percentage of good joints. So like you yeah, can put like, him on like and Freddy, let it I run. Like yeah, I you can put it on and let like, it run. Um, I don't want to make it look like. Then you get yelled at. Um, that's how you're gonna get me yelled at on the Twitter. No, no, I trust me. I I I say enough shit on here that by the time we hit the fourth segment, they're already uh they're already looking to yell at me. Okay. <laughs> they're already. Uh, have you looked into NFTs at all? I don't know the first thing about them. Yeah, it's um. Do you, so you don't have an opinion about them or anything? I have. I could not have less of no opinion about anything ever. That's real funny. Um, the, that's actually the reason why I asked you is because I've never seen you really mention it before, and nope. um, <laughs> and and like it's one of those things where I don't expect everybody that comes on the show to know about everything else that we talk about on the show. That's that's not at all what the show is. But what I do like to do is kind of hit people to things or whatever, or kind of get their opinions on things regardless. So that way other people that are listening, if they're listening to you for the first time, they can hear you and be like, oh, you don't know anything about NFTs? Okay, yeah, we have a long way to go. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's NFTs are basically going to be digital ownership in the future. And there's a lot of people that, that 
will give you shit about it and say, oh, that's not true or, oh, it's fake ownership or whatever. But, like, the best way that I could explain it to you is, um, like, the high art world, uh, you know, like, when you get into, like, high, high-end collecting and stuff like that, say you get, like, a Van Gogh or some shit and you pay, like, you know, fucking... I don't know, 60 million or 70 million dollars for it, whatever the whatever the price is. Um you really don't have any proof of ownership to that. There's no um like as much as you like wherever you buy it from, like whether it be Christie's or you know, wherever, um, they're gonna they're gonna give you a receipt or whatever. But if somebody were to 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 break into your house and steal it from you and it's gone then technically they're only going to hold the people accountable as much as they can. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, I get what you're saying. So what, what uh, NFTs do is they give you digital ownership on a blockchain that, that is, it's essentially can't be edited or, you know, nothing can, can be adjusted to it to where it has to transfer on the blockchain again. So when you, when you show ownership of it, then it's yours. So what's going to end up happening is, is that as everything, have you done anything with like VR or anything like that? No, again, no, no, idea. no, yeah, no, 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 I, no, I, I understand before I, I never used VR up until about six months ago or so. And when I put that shit on, bro, I was like, this is the fucking future. Um, like as much as we're, as much as like we look at the Jetsons and shit, we look at like flying cars and we're like, oh man, when's that going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. That's that's not the future. Like flying cars and shit like that. Like that's not the future. It might happen. Like I mean, it'll be cool if it happens or whatever. But the future is um, is in virtual reality, and it's in um, digital ownership of real estate online. So, like, in imagine you put your headset on, you go to like a universe or whatever, like this uh, this game. And then as you go around, you want to put down a house, right? Um, even before that, say before you get in the game, uh, Harold, say you say if that is your real name, <laughs> say when you get into the game, if you uh, say you want to wear something, right? And they just give you like your default clothes. Nobody wants to walk around in default clothes, right? Of course not. So you want to have like some fly kicks or whatever, but like, what, what do they have for fly kicks in, in like, in like a, in a virtual reality world? Like, what does that even mean? Because Nike doesn't make uh, shoes for like a virtual reality world or whatever. There's these other places that make NFTs for shoes now where you buy the NFT and like, while right now they don't, they can't implement them into that virtual reality world. The technology is going to catch up and in, say in like a year or a year and a half or whatever, you're going to have a pair of Jordans or some shit that are an NFT that you'll be able to wear inside this, this uh, metaverse, as they call it, this virtual reality world. And when you go to put your, your outfit on for the day or whatever, you can put on a custom pair of Jordans that are, you know, one of one or whatever. And maybe you paid fucking $10,000 for them, or maybe you got them for a steal for, $99 on an NFT or something like that. But then you can turn around and sell those Jordans to somebody else for $20,000. I just, I Is your wish mind I, blown? I would, yeah, I wish I possessed the mind capacity to, to <laughs> fully deal with what was just laid upon me. I, I've told people before, when I first told my mom about cryptocurrency about seven years ago, she broke down crying. <clears throat> I mean, not break down, but her eyes started to well up 
And I said, what's the matter? And she said, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, I just don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand it. She said, I feel like it's, you're speaking another language. And this was seven years ago or whatever, when, te- you know, when the technology was, you know, when I, it wasn't even at where I was at, but like, imagine this shit. Uh, cause you, cause the, the one thing about it is everybody says like, well, why does it matter to me? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how does it relate to me? So like with you, you could say like, well, why does that, why does that matter to me? If I could, you know, what shoes I wear in a universe or a fake universe or whatever. But think about this. <clears throat> say there's a rapper in Detroit and there's a rapper in Florida and they want to do a song together. It's it's easy for those people to send vocals back and forth or whatever. Like we've been doing that for years now. But rappers will tell you straight up like it doesn't have the same feeling. Like you you're not really in the studio together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This virtual reality is going to make it so that one person could put on a headset, the other person could put on a headset. They can be in a studio in a booth together, basically together on in 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 the the virtual reality world. But in the meantime, they're in completely different situations. Uh, One's in Florida, one's in Detroit. And they're able to interact in the studio almost as if they were there in person. I mean, they'll be able to, like there'll be a basketball hoop there or whatever. If they want to take a break and play basketball or whatever, like you can can say, oh, fuck that. I don't feel like rhyming right now. You go over, you just start kind of shooting some hoops or whatever. You go back over to the mic. This is all shit that's like, it's not so futuristic that it can never happen. It's shit that's like right around the fucking corner. It's terrifying. Is it? A little bit. I'm old. What's, I'm old too, but like, you know what it is though, bro? Like I've real like for a long time, I'm like, yo, where, like, I, I feel like the bubble was going to burst. You know what I mean? On, on like life, like everything was just going to blow the fuck up. And I'm like, where are we going to go from here? Like everything's getting so fast technology wise. Like, I don't see any good because it just keeps on advancing for like fucking cops for, you know, for, for political uses, for government, for Russian hacks, you know, for whatever. I'm like, where's the fun shit? Like, where's the shit where like, it actually makes it worth it to be like, you know what, maybe it's going to be worth being alive in the next fucking 20 years because we're going to be here to see something that we were never a part of before. Like a new Atari, a new Atari almost, or like a Nintendo. When was the last time we had a Nintendo? <laughs> Me personally, the last time I had Nintendo was when it was Nintendo 64. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, when was the last time you got something fun that was like, oh, this shit's life changing? You know what I mean? Like, Nintendo's was that was like Nintendo was life changing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm also a age. child too, so it's like course, I have a, I have a hard, higher threshold. I, the internet poisoned me. Now I now I expect so much more gratification, so much more quickly. <laughs> There are now, like, I was in an art gallery the other day with this fucking headset, bro. Like a, like a, an NFT art gallery where they, it's animated uh, images and whatnot hanging on walls. And you can walk around in this fucking art gallery and you can see pieces that you would never really be able to see before if you're into art and shit like that. That's fucking cool to me. Like, that's, that's something that I can live for. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Before that, I was like, why would it matter? Like, why would I, why do I care about a virtual reality headset or whatever? Like, why do I care about doing virtual reality stuff? Then I put one on 
And like even just the tutorial for the Oculus is fucking wild. Like you have a robot that's flying around in front of your face and it tells you to like pick up balls that are on the table in front of you and you pick them up and throw them. And then at one point there's like Nintendo cartridges that float in the uh, in the air and you got to grab one and then you got to put it inside a disk drive. And this is all stuff you're doing just with your hands and the headset on. And it feels so fucking real. See, again, like, my mind just... is Like, with most technological innovations, like, I look forward to being a part of it, like, three years from now when everybody else is already, like, doing it. Right. You gotta look into this headset thing, man. (laughs) You have to. Even if you just try it somewhere or something like that. Like, I'm telling you, it's... I don't remember the last time that I was so like I would I love air fryers. Do you have an air fryer? Mm-hmm. Do you love air fryers? Well, it's hard to be like overly attached to like cooking. That's it, you know, I try to live by that, you know, I don't know if it's Buddhism or whatever, that principle about not being too attached to like things and stuff. Yeah. So I try not to be too into that type of idea. You don't collect anything? No, I don't really. really no, I'm a minimalist. Uh, how I'm minimal? Things. How? I, I feel like things are like, I feel like my well, things is, will then own me and it's a whole to do like I'm that type of a person. This is four things. This is a show about having. I got the worst guy because I got like no things. I mean, I have some stuff. Like I have things, but I mean, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a collector of anything. No, I mean, I just. My, I think you just worked your way into being a drop. I'm gonna have to clip that. It happens. Like, I don't. I don't have. Th- I don't like things. Oh. <laughs> I don't have things. You don't. Uh, you're a minimalist. How minimal are you talking? I mean, I, okay. So at one. So at one point in my life, I, I I used to be more of a clothes person. Like I used to have mad fitteds and stuff like that. Yep. Like, but I, I don't know. Once I just got to a certain age where I was like, well, that's kind of, I, I can, I want to live. So I, I can't spend a lot of money on it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what's crazy about what's going on with this digital thing with these NFTs is there's people out there. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but like I've retweeted this and stuff like that. So you might have seen it if, uh, you know, it floats on your timeline. Um, there's, there are NFT collectibles now. And um, there's like a, a crypto punk and a board ape is what they call it. Uh, a board ape. These things go for literally like an Ethereum to like an Ethereum a half a, a piece, which is it, it equals out to like two thousand five hundred dollars to like four thousand dollars. And it's an image. Like it's it, it connects it will connect you to more in the future and it puts you a part of a community or whatever. But there's people out there that are basically they're harvesting cryptocurrency through other cryptocurrency. And then that gives them a chance to be able to spend on things like this, which is, which is like the, these board apes and stuff like that. So it's, it's like what you're saying where I'm like, I don't have like, I mean, that shit's cool, but I don't have the money for that shit. Like where the fuck are you guys finding these random Ethereum just popping up in your fucking bank account? It's like the same thing with hats and shoes. 
I miss it. I used to like, I think about the money I used to blow and stuff like that when I was younger. I'm like, wow, I just did that with like reckless abandon too. Like yep. I wasn't thinking about tomorrow at all. <laughs> now, now you got to grow up. And I'm just like, well, so. you get to that age where you're like, all, like, cause you just have to have, you try your best to have some, uh, some savings at all times, not to be a baller, but because there's always some catastrophe waiting around the corner. Were you were you ever taught uh, financial uh, like financial um, responsibility or anything like that in school? Like, did you? Ever I took have an accounting time? class, and theoretically, they taught me, but I was a child. I didn't pay attention. Right. I, I copied off of people. <laughs> I didn't pay attention. They offer. <laughs> they do teach. They offer stuff like that, but like for me, I, it wasn't like I didn't need a financial literacy course. It's just like, oh, I have X amount of dollars and I need to do X amount of things. So I have to. Right. And then, you know, you just get older. And so that for me kind of put a stop to certain collectings of things. Well, that's one thing I, that's one thing I point out a lot is that like, I feel like there's a, there's a big financial literacy problem uh, from like our generation or whatever, where like we were never really taught that shit in school. Um, I was never given that option. Like we had one economics class that we took for a half a semester. Well, I had a full year one and I didn't, I couldn't tell you the first thing. It was all sorts of stuff. It was a whole book. Really? Yeah. I, I theoretically should know stuff about accounting. I I don't. Um, I saw on Netflix that they have a, uh, a financial literacy, uh, uh, I don't know, like a series now. It's like eight episodes or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that. I'm, I'm too, I'm like too radical at this point for that. I'm just like, we don't need to teach people financial literacy. Just give them more money and then that will fix any financial literacy problems. Just give people more money. I'm, that's where I like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm done. I'm done trying to reason, reason my way through any of those. That's, that's my take. So you didn't know about NFTs, understandably so. What is your stance on <laughs> cryptocurrency? I, again, that's something I have no. I want to hear it. No, I want to hear it. Like, I, like you could. I have no stance. Like, either. I don't, I don't give a. Don't I don't take anything, anything about it. I don't like. I don't pay. There's just certain things that just really? fall in this area where I'm just like, I don't know anything, and I'm not like. I just leave it to the people who know stuff about it, and and they talk about it, and it, it's it works. But that's one of those financial literate uh, things where like cryptocurrency, like a lot of people say, oh, it's a scam. It's it's a uh, bullshit. It's blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there's a lot of other people that have made, you know, a lot of money off of it. That's the thing. With um, I've, I've, yeah, I'm not going to play completely naive. Like I've seen I've, yeah, I've yeah. both sides of the coin. So it's just like it's one of those things yeah. where it's the topic where I, I kind of enjoy being one of the people who's just like, I don't I don't have an opinion, really. I'm just like that. I, I get how some people are using it. Like some working class people have used it and made a profit. And I've, I've, so I've seen the Reddit, threads. I've seen the Reddit threads. Like, you know, you know, I always tell, you know, like I've seen, you know, people talk about it. And when the meme stocks hit, people were, you know, buying groceries for their family. And so I, I get that yeah. aspect of it, but mm-hmm. then you, you, you know, there's the aspect of, well, obviously like with any form of currency, the worst people are going to do the worst things with it. So it's, Right. It's like everything else. It's, it's so it's like cryptocurrency. It feels like it doesn't even exist in this world fully yet. And it's already like another corrupted thing. Dividing people. Like, it's just, 
yeah, it's already like, yeah, I get it. It's like everything else in this fucked up capitalist shit. It's like, oh, okay, well, few people can do good with it, and these shitty people do terrible things with it. It's like, great. So, like, everything else, basically. (laughs) Right. Here's what what I would say. I'm not a financial advisor. This is not a financial advice. I have to say that. But um, here's what I I would recommend to people in general is – if you if I got into cryptocurrency when I was first told about it, and this was about almost ten years ago, um, and I even got in at a little bit, like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, I would I would literally be probably a fucking millionaire right now. Like I because I heard about it so early on. And I didn't I it's like what you're saying, like I couldn't grasp it. Like I couldn't wrap my head around it. Cause like my boy would be like, Yeah, I'm, you know, I invested in this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, it's, and I'm like, wait, so it's, it's digital money. And he's like, yeah, it's digital money. And I'm like, and where can you spend it? And he's like, well, nowhere really. And I'm like, this sounds awful. Like, this is going to be a terrible fucking idea. And I was completely fucking wrong. Like, I will be the first one to say that I was 1000% wrong. Um, and then seven years later or, you know, whatever, I, I looked at it again and I'm like, you know what, I should probably get into this thing, but nah, it's still kind of, it still seems kind of shaky or whatever. Like you still have to jump through a bunch of hoops and shit like that to try to get anything done. Not really worth it. Like I'm not going to bother if I had gotten in then I would probably be at least a hundred thousand error right now. Um, just off of just small, you know, 50 bucks or a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, like that kind of thing. My recommendation to you, um, Harold is get yourself a digital wallet um just just read up on it learn about it listen to some of the episodes or the segments that we've done on the show here get a little bit more familiar with it um get yourself a digital wallet and grab a couple like put 20 bucks in here 20 bucks in there like i would say if you don't feel comfortable with it i would say no more than like 100 bucks or something like that you know what i mean like just something that you can afford to lose quote unquote and just let it sit there don't do anything with it. Don't don't trade it. Don't try to flip it or don't try to, you know, swap it or whatever. Just keep it there. Just just keep it there and almost forget about it. Um, I told Lyle to do this uh, with XRP. Uh, ah, shit. Um, about a year and a half ago, I'd say. And he took up my advice. Again, not financial advisor, not financial advice. Um and, you know, he put like 50 bucks in or something like that. And he ended up to like 250 or something like that, uh, you know, when it's all said and done. Now, I'm not saying that that's what every it's going to happen with everybody because that's that's not how it works. But I'm saying you put some in and you just look at it as a small investment and just kind of learn what it is for right now. Because if it does keep taking over and if it keeps getting bigger, we're at such an early stage of it. That almost any investment that you make right now, uh, in my opinion, from my experience, personal experience, is that it it ends up it ends up making off. I'll have to I I have to take that in consideration. I saw those heroin tokens. Uh, I might have to get some of those. <laughs> I haven't seen heroin tokens, but that's, that's what I call the Doge coins, the dog coins, whatever. Those oh, are. I I call them doggy coins, and people get really mad. I listen to too much Michigan rap, so I'm just like, yes, I'll have two of the heroin tokens, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I mean, I tell people like some people are really snobby about the shit where they're like, don't invest in that. That's stupid. That's worthless. That's not a real coin. That's. I don't care. Like, I don't think it's. 
I don't think you can really make a bad decision when you're getting in at like such a low level that you're basically just learning and whatnot. Because like I said, if, if the dollar does completely bottom out at every more than it already has. Um, and if they end up, uh, going to digital currency and dissolving um, our dollar as we know it and whatnot, which again, you could say, Oh, it's in the future, the future, the future. But I'm telling you, once you put these fucking VR goggles on, you'll see it. Like you'll see the fucking future right in front of your face and you'll realize we are not far off from the future. And once COVID hit and they switched everything over to digital payments and working from home and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's very possible that, you know, that you could consider that a test run for what's, what we're going to be looking at, like what's, what's very real to happen. And if that happens, they're going to switch to digital currency and these, all these digital currency are, they're all going to get taken somewhere. And if you buy a thousand of them now, they might only be worth X amount, but maybe something, I mean, maybe groceries only cost you fucking two of those tokens and you, and you have a thousand of them. It's true. You know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to push you down the road and I know you're not like overly interested in it, but I like looking out for my people and shit like that. And I, and I would never, I would never just tell people like, Oh, just go and do cryptocurrency and blah, blah, blah. And whatever. whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, look into it a little bit because it's not going to go away anywhere. And you don't want to look back in like five years and be like, man, I could have been a fucking millionaire. That's true. I, do you know what's the craziest story I saw about this? This is the story I think about a lot because it just sums up life. Yep. Is um, there was some guy who had like X amount of million of dollars on his like hard drive or whatever, and yeah. he could not remember the password. He has he two more attempts. To like, yes, that guy. That, I was like, oh, that just that's just life. That's just like yep. it's just a beautiful summation. But it's also one of those things where, like, when you get the password, like, when you set up your account, they'll give you, like, a 25-word um, phrase or, like, a 16-word mm. phrase or whatever. You write those words down on a piece of paper, and then you save it. And, like, I have a buddy of mine who um, he's made some really smart investments in this that he thinks are going to pay off a lot. They've already paid off a, a good amount, and it's just by money sitting there. And he has this password, and he has like one in his safe. He has one in a secret spot. He has um, he has another one that he's like given to his parents or whatever. And that's pretty much it. But he has it backed up. You know what I mean? Like if you lose it and you have that much money on it and shit like that, like I mean, no offense to that guy, but he's just a shithead. Mm -hmm. You know? Because there's opportunities. Like there's opportunities to back it up and all that. Of course. You know? So. Um, I don't know. Like I said, just something to think about, I guess. But what are you smoking on? It's called Ogre OG. I got some shit called Purple Punch. Purple Punches. I I haven't had the flower of that, but I had a cart of that recently. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm okay. Yeah, I got Purple Punch, and then I got uh. Fuck, I forgot what the other one was. I got a half of something else. And then, oh, it's called Blackjack. And it's it's a Jack Herrera mixed with, like, Black Cherry or some shit like that. And it makes it, like, Jack an Herrera is like the, It's like the oldie but goodie. Like, I, I love it. I still, I still like, Jack Herrera's existed for a while now, but I, I still enjoy it. Yep, that's uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Golden Goat is, uh, is, is one of my favorite strains also. Um, Have you ever had that? 
I've I've been I haven't had that before. I've been on yeah, uh, run some gelato lately. Yeah, gelato's uh gelato's good. They have a place out here that I go to where they have a lot of different um like just cross strains and shit like that. Like every time I go there they kinda have different something different. I feel like everything is cooked so like so there was one point where I feel like I was everything was something OG and now I feel like there's there's always a new cookie. Cookie Mm -hmm. is just mating with everybody. Cookie's a whore. Yeah. (laughs) That little slut. Um yeah, that's a. I've I've noticed that. Um, well, they have that cookie, like the cookie store now and shit like that. I got so diamond I think, cookie and I got blueberry cookie. I haven't had a chance to try either of them. I got them sitting, laying in wait. Blueberry sounds good. I like blueberry. Usually anything blueberry, I like. I just if it says cookie in it, I usually just grab it because I'm like, all right, I, cookies never treated me poorly. Is it? Uh, do you do you have a like a dispensary or anything no. around you? Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't. Nah, no. But the cool thing is, like, I'm glad because I I came. I've been in New York, kind of waiting out the pandemic, and then I'm gonna go back to a real place because upstate New York is hell. Yep. But it's it's been awesome because Cuomo wants people to not pay attention to him being like a dirty sex abuser. So right, he made it so you can pretty much smoke all the weed you want and have all the weed you want. So I can like freely talk about this shit on a podcast and. No fear of retribution. <laughs> My boy was telling me he was uh he was smoking a blunt outside or a joint or whatever. Yeah, it's free a, game. Uh, I've I seen it. I, I I do it sometimes now. It's it's nice. The weather's nice. I go outside, I smoke a joint. Feels feels right. It's so crazy because in 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 Denver we can't do that. Like in Denver you can't smoke. Yeah, you outdoors. can go. You can go now. See, I spent I've spent a lot of time in Vegas. And now, but Vegas is has a weird like vibe where if you're not in like the city itself, you're just not going to see a lot of cops. So you can buy Vegas kind of like it's not as blatant as New York where they're like, just do it wherever. We don't care. Like they're not going to come out and say that. But Vegas, as long as you're not, as long as you're like not like in the city, and even if you're in the city, sometimes they don't care. Like. I've had friends stay on the strip and they're like, oh, I went outside and smoked a joint and the cop looked right at me and didn't do anything. I was like, they have real crimes to solve. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> to come full circle uh, in the honor of stand-up, um, I've never made it out to Vegas. The uh, The time that I was on my way out there, I got arrested. Well, so. that'll do it. They usually don't let you keep going once you get arrested. No, I uh, was coming out from Arizona, and I went through a fucking cop trap town or whatever, and they got me. <laughs> Arizona's uh, that's <laughs> Arizona's awful, bro. Arizona is fucking awful. I would there's certain parts of Arizona I live in, but I'd have to be very choosy about it. I I have a small affinity for it because when I was in Nevada, we, you know, you go over and hang out in Arizona sometimes, right? Like you develop an affinity for all the neighboring states. Well, my sister lives out there, and so I spent some time out there before, and everything was cool. You know, it was all right. Like, I had no problems or whatever. Um, then I spent some more time out there uh, with a buddy of mine. Everything was fine. And then I went back there, and I was I was going out to South by Southwest, but then I figured I'd go there first. And I was like, yeah, we can go to Vegas. Like, you know, whatever. It was like the day after the Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, we can go to, we can go to Vegas. Fuck it. And sure enough, uh, got pulled over, and uh, – when you get pulled over in a in a town like that, they're not letting you go regardless. But um, what's crazy is I got charged with three fucking felonies. Um, oh my god! One, 
One was for a gram of hash, no bullshit, a gram inside like a fucking glass jar, you know. Um, a uh, the pen that you use to smoke it with, and then I got a DWAI um, for <laughs> for driving, and and in Arizona that's a felony. So I got three felonies, and then I got a misdemeanor for a half ounce of weed. And, um, and I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Spent five days in jail. That's, that's the only time that I've ever been arrested and actually spent time in jail. Um, that was fucking awful. Like that was just, that was one of those times where I was like, this is not how this weekend was supposed to go at all. I'm, I'm glad I never was in an Arizona jail. That sounds, that sounds terrible. It was pretty bad. I, um, I learned that. Oranges are your friend because you can make orange juice. Oh, I see. Yeah, and a yeah, lot of I'm pl- not planning on getting arrested anytime soon, but if, uh, if it comes to that, I'm glad I know this now. I'm telling you because what happens is like um, when I was first in there, like my first day, like I don't, I'm I'm picky about my food in general. So like if I go to jail, I'm not like I'm not one of these guys that I'm like, yeah, I'll eat anything. I don't care. Like <laughs> as soon as I look at shit, I'm just like. Mm, I could still I don't lose know. a few pounds. I'm all right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's only going to be a few days. Like, I'll be out of here at some point. Like, everything's in motion, you know? So I saw that I had an orange and I was like, all right, I can make do with this. So I squeezed it and I made orange juice. And then I'm drinking it out of the cup. And one of the dudes looked at me and he's like, yo, what's that? And I'm like, orange juice? And he goes, where the fuck do you get orange juice from? And I go, I squeezed it out of my orange and he goes, yo, and I, <laughs> I go, mm-hmm. and, and like, it was like his life changed like from then on. He was like, oh shit, I got orange juice. And, uh, that was my friend. Orange juice was the best thing uh, that I had in jail. Everything else was fucking terrible. Nachos and cheese was the, was the, the funniest dish that I saw in there. It was just a bag of Fritos and like a, like a, a heated up slop of cheese. But the fact that they had the nerve to call Fritos nachos uh, had me rolling. Like that's where I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's not fun. I'll tell you that. Hill. Yeah, that doesn't like. I had no idea. This is like I'm learning new things today. I've 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 chopped up with you a few times over the years, and I didn't know that you had been arrested this many times. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize it either. Like, um, they're all petty though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all petty shit. Like that's, that's what's crazy. Like every, like I know people that get away with real shit. Like they've gotten away. Like I've had people tell me stories about crazy shit that I'm like, how did you not get caught for that? And they're like, I don't know, man. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? And like, in the meanwhile, I'm the guy who like, I get my license back. Um, Mm -hmm. I go out to a Kanye West show in Massachusetts um, I decide to smoke a, a, a backwood in the in the in the bathroom, and I tell my boy, "Yo, keep an eye on the door so that so that nobody comes in." He goes, "All right, bet." I, I light it up. I take two hits. I, I go to I go to hand it to him, and it's like a fucking movie, bro. I go to hand it to him, and it's a fucking security guard, and I'm like, "You're not supposed to be here." And he goes, "Put that in the toilet." And I go, uh-huh, I got you. And I throw it in the toilet. And I look over at my buddy who's now standing behind the security guard. I go, what the fuck happened? And he goes, I don't know, man. He just came in. And I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, this is fucking unreal. This is the type of shit that happens to me. They were, uh, they were, they were nice to me, though. They were like, look, you got any more weed on you? I was like, nope. 
And they're like, all right, if it happens again, we're fucking throwing you out of here. We're calling the cops. Like, all right, but See, that's like, the funniest it gets for me is like, so as an addendum to my earlier, oh, stupid park weed smoking story, mm-hmm. I didn't realize the only reason we got a possession ticket was because the one of the people I was with had a little bit in their purse. So I didn't know this and I actually ate the blunt to try to get out of, you know, the possession aspect. And it basically, it didn't like it hit, it was like a delayed reaction edible. Like I woke up the next morning and I had, a, this is, I had a stock boy job, you know, I worked at a hardware store and I was like the gopher. I had, you know, sweep the floor, unload the truck or go to inventory, whatever. Right, and I just it hit me like I was just like ballistically high. Like I don't know what it was like. You know, I ate the blunt. It was like midnight or something, and then woke up for work the next day. As I had to go sit down, I hidden I hid in the stock room, and I feel like I was doing inventory for like three hours because I just couldn't. I was like asking. I'm not even like a particularly religious person. I was still like God. If you get me through this, I'll reconsider the whole thing. You know what's funny is um, when I when I wanted to have you on, I did not. There was not in one of my notes or one of my thought process or anything like that. Was I like, oh, we should talk about all the times that we've been arrested or you know whatever? Like, yeah, that I didn't know that wasn't it was going to be like arrest, no. the arrested show. Me neither. I had no fucking clue. That's the thing with four things. Like it's it's about random shit. Like I knew we were going to go in and, and do some random shit, but. Um, this now brings me to, uh, which I think is now that we've gone through them. I think this is all the times that I've been arrested now. Um, you mentioning the, uh, the, the eating the, uh, the, the blunt, um, when I got pulled over, uh, with one of my buddies, um, this is again, one of the other times I was, I was smoking, it was two o'clock, it was in Poughkeepsie and the, uh, it was snowing out, um, like a little bit, just enough where it blurred the lines on the roads. And so when I went to go pull through the light, I crossed the lane and went over to the other lane and there was a cop next to me or whatever. He pulled me over because um, I didn't use my directional. So he pulled me over and, uh, and he goes, it smells like weed in here, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm younger. He goes, are you smoking? I go, I've heard all these stories about people that get off, you know, from, from smoking. I go, yeah, I was smoking. And I'm thinking he's going to say, all right, look, don't do it again. Get out of here. And he goes, all right, get out of the car. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> So, uh, so, so I get out of the car and when we were getting pulled over, I took the clip and I, I gave it to my, uh, to my boy and, um, he dropped it out the side of the window. Now, again, it was dark and it was wet and all that. So like you didn't, like, it was just a small clip or whatever. And he just drops it out the, the window. And, um, so the cop goes, uh, so you were smoking. I go, yeah. He goes, what were you smoking? I go, uh, I was a, it was a, a, like a small clip, like a little blunt thing, you know? And he goes, well, where is it now? And I go, I ate it. And he goes, you what? <laughs> and I and I go, I I ate it. And he goes, the fuck did you eat it for? And I go, I don't know. I just I didn't I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. And he goes, oh, 
fucking gross. And like, and then that was it. And that was it. And like, I looked at my boy, my boy looked at me, he's like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I didn't want to, I, again, I was younger and shit like that. So like, to me, it was like, I didn't want to destroy, I didn't want to say like, oh, he tossed it out the window and then he gets it from out the window and then he puts it in a bag or something like that and blah, blah, blah. So I thought like maybe just saying that I ate it would be better. But I mean, looking back on it, it's all pretty, it's all, it's all fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's all dumb. Man, you're white and you stay getting arrested for petty shit. You must, there's just must be something about your face. That just, yeah. At least just don't like I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. Like that's. What- I don't even like, like I got, I like, I have a couple of rest stories, like petty shit, you know, like shoplifting weed, whatever. Yeah. But like, I have a couple, like I got away stories, like so. I was in Albany area. I was in Amsterdam. I'm sure you know Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Fairly, and fairly well. my friend was the, we were partied at a hotel in, in Amsterdam, which just how. And. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, the typical party shit, the, the stoners all go off in their little cipher up the road. So mm-hmm. we found this, like, what we thought was like a secluded spot in a wooded area up the road a ways. So we're up yeah. there, you know, doing the thing. And cop comes whipping in there. And he goes, he goes, well, I see a group of guys in a circle. I know they're either doing drugs or <laughs> something, you know. And so he makes his little... But he was yeah, cool as yeah, hell. Yeah. He goes, he's like, what are you guys? Because we had our cups, like, because we, we had, you know, our red solo cups and the whole bit. Right. Like, so he's like, well, you guys are at your party. He's like, go back to your party. He's like, he he checked us for track marks. He goes, he goes, that's what we were more concerned about. He's like, this area, he's like, it's, it's, a, it's a high, it's a high usage area for, for people who shoot up. So he checked us for track marks. He asked us if we had jobs and we're going to school, you know, if we were like productive members of society. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah, he's he looked you know he looked at our he, he looked over our arms, made sure we were, were like intravenous drug users, and was like, "Go back to your party, drink, drink your booze. You don't, need, so, uh, you don't need to be over here doing this." And it's kind of sound like it. uh, So check this out. I I can't make this up. Um, so uh, I told you about in Arizona, I got arrested or whatever, and I still I still had my show in South by that I wanted to go to, you know, that I was performing at or whatever. So I was like, I came out here to go to South by. I'm not going to miss this shit. Um, I'm going to have my lawyer talk to the judge, tell him that I have a show that I that I need to go do or whatever, and that I'll come back after the show. So my lawyer talks to the judge, tells him the the judge is like, okay, you can go. Um, he needs to come back for this court date. I'm like, all right, no problem, I can do that because like I'm just going out to the show or, or out to south by coming back i go out to south by again i can i can't make this shit up bro like this is my fucking life i go out to south by everything's cool um except for i don't really have a place to stay um i was doing the the artist struggle thing where it was like i'll find like i'll crash on somebody's fucking floor or you know there's a lot of people out here that i know like i'll be fine you know blah 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 I was fine for most of the nights, but there was, there were a couple of nights, uh, this one in particular, that was the night before my show where I, uh, um, it, it's late. It's like two o'clock, um, in the morning and the streets are starting to empty and shit. And I'm, I'm with, uh, one of my buddies and, uh, 
we're at the train station or we're at the bus station and we're just sitting there waiting for like a bus to come through or something to happen or whatever. And at that point, um, ill roots was doing a, uh, uh, how they were doing like house parties, um, that were unannounced late at night where like you had to figure out where they were or whatever. And, and they were usually out in the middle of like a suburban neighborhood or some shit like that, like in a rented mansion, basically. So me and my buddy were like, yo, let's go and find this fucking party or whatever. Um, you know, well, we have nothing else to do tonight. Like, fuck it. You know, like, let's go do this shit. And um, there's this other dude there. And uh, it's this black kid. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? And he's like, hey, what's going on with y'all? Blah, blah, blah. Not, nothing. Just hanging out. Like, we can go check out this uh, this thing or whatever. You want to roll? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I'll roll. Like, I'm not doing nothing else. Like, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll roll. So we, uh, we get in a taxi. We go up. We go to where we think the party is, which is in the middle of a fucking rich neighborhood in Austin, Texas. <laughs> and it's nighttime. It's like three in the morning. And the cab's like, you guys want me to drop you off here? And we're like, yeah, drop us off here. Like, it's got to be around here somewhere, right? Now, mind you, this is the middle of a rich neighborhood in Austin, Texas at three o'clock in the morning. There are no lights. There are no fucking noise. There's no nothing. We're just walking around on this on this one main suburban street trying to find what we think is a house party. So we're all we're all talking, you know, ha ha ha, whatever, whatever. Um, You know, everything's cool. We get to the end of the street. We look across the uh, the end of the street and there's a cop coming up to a stop sign. Right away, I'm like, this probably isn't very good. Um, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning or whatever. Like, uh, you know, we're in the middle of this neighborhood. Um, two white guys, black kid. He's probably going to wonder what's going on because this is fucking Texas. Sure enough, the cop pulls up, throws on his lights. Um, goes, what's, what are you guys up to? What are you What are you doing? Like, what's, you know, and I go, well, we're actually um, trying to find uh, this house party that's supposed to be out here, I guess. I go, um, I'm, I'm here to do a show tomorrow. I'm from New York, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, well, what about you? And he says to the black kid, the kid goes, uh, he goes, what's your name? He goes, Justin. He goes, all right, you guys stay here. Goes back to his car. Kid turns to me, he goes, my name's not Justin. I go, why did you tell him it was? He goes, because I, I can't, I can't tell him. I said, what? The guy comes back. He goes, Hey, you come here. Takes the, uh, the black kid off to the side or whatever. Goes up to me and my boy goes, uh, so you guys are going to have to explain to me what you're doing out here with a 16 year old kid at three o'clock in the morning. I go, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What? And he goes, yeah, the the kid that you know you're with. Did you know that he was six? I go, of course I don't know that. If I if I knew that, do you think I would be with the fucking kid? I said I have no idea. I said, do you does he look sixteen to you? Like we're just we're just in the fucking neighborhood. We were hanging out at the bus stop. Kid said he wanted to roll with us. Sure, you can roll with us. Like that's what we're doing. He's like, well, we've had a stash of uh, a rash of break-ins out here in this neighborhood. Blah blah blah. We saw you guys out here with backpacks. We figured you know we would, we would ask you some questions. Blah blah blah. I said, look, man. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I said, I, I really don't know what to tell you in this situation. I said, I'm, I'm, I, the, the only thing we're doing is we're out here trying to find this house party or whatever. I said, if we could go back over to, six, uh, over to 16th Street or, or 6th Street, I said, we'll, we could just do that, and that would be great. And he's like, all right, we'll just sit tight. Goes back over. Put, they put the kid in the car. He comes back to us. He goes, look, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, where are you going to? I said, I got to go back over to 6th Street. He goes, all right, get in the car. Um, I'll take you back over there. I looked at my boy. I looked at the cop, and I go, you're taking us back over there, right? And he goes, 
yeah, unless you want me to take you somewhere else. You want to go to jail? I said, no, no, uh, we'll go over there. I get back in the back of the car. We go. Get out of the car at Starbucks. I think everything's good. Left my fucking ID in the back of the fucking cop car. Now, mind you, I have to go back to Arizona for court dates for this fucking shit that I just got. <laughs> I, I just got charged with. And now I have no ID to get back to fucking Arizona. And it's South by Southwest. So it's not like the cops are just running around trying to help people out. Like they're, they're doing shit. So I couldn't get my ID back. I had to go back. I go back to my lawyer. He's like, all right, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. He's like, um, you got your identification and blah, blah, blah. I said, no. He said, you don't have your identification? I said, no. He said, where is it? I said, left in the back of a cop car in Texas. He said, you got to be fucking kidding me. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just done. So, like I said, man, this is my life. <laughs> this, is, this is my life, man. Like, this is where I say parallel universe me because nobody could have the shit luck that I have in that regard. Yeah, I think I must like in whatever other universe there is, I have slightly <laughs> slightly better luck than you because, like I said, a couple of arrests, like a couple of scrapes, but nothing like. You're like the the more lucky internet successful version of me, <laughs> and then. Uh... <laughs> oh my lord! And then, uh, and then, um, Andrew Barber is just like the more culturally relevant parallel me. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, internet successful. That's that's like a good Twitter <laughs> bio for like anybody who cracks like a thousand followers. Just uh, internet successful. There you go. You could throw that in there. No, no it's funny because I when I, I used to have like no followers, and then when I got, I really wanted a thousand. I can't lie. I can't front. I wanted a thousand, and then right. after that, I was like, wow, that was stupid. I can't say anything. It's great. I, I take to, like I took. I didn't tweet for almost a year, and like a thousand people unfollowed me. I was like, "That's awesome." So by that logic, I could just like lose every follower eventually if I just didn't tweet for long enough. Yeah, but instead you just keep shit posting. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> bored, man. I, I was sailing. Like I cruised through like months of a pandemic. Like it was. I was so proud of myself, and then I caved. That's what brought me back on was basically the pandemic and going into it. Cause I saw, I saw it coming, you know what I mean? Like I saw everything kind of happening like on Twitter, like in other countries and shit. And I'm like, Oh, this is bad. Like somebody, I, I don't know if I'm going to make any kind of a difference to anybody in any of this, but I got to let people know that this shit's happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this shit's going to get fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. So I came back and then, uh, I don't know. I wanted to do something like some kind of podcast or something like that, but I really didn't want to do, I don't want to do a political podcast by any means. I would never want to do that. And then, um, I don't really want to do like a music podcast. I don't want to do like an NFT podcast. I don't want to do like, I don't want to do like a specific podcast. I've always found that podcasts that just have like one topic or one, one deal are, are boring. So, um, going into season two, we're going to, I'm reworking things a little bit at the show, not, not completely reworking, but as of right now, the show is presented as almost like an old school kind of radio show, um, like a mixtape or whatever, where it's some skits some bits and then the segments with guests and that kind of stuff. Um, to give people a little sneak peek, uh, season two is going to come across the more like a late night talk show, but, in audio form as a podcast. So it'll be me and four guests the same way that we're doing for season one. 
but it's just going to be presented a little bit differently. And I think that that'll kind of speak a little bit more to what the show actually is right now, as opposed to, um, I don't know, it just develops, you know what I mean? Like the idea develops. So that's what I think we're getting into. Harold. Yes. I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to join me on the show. I'm glad we could finally get this, uh, this linked up. It took a while. Yeah, that's why I say We had a few false starts. You know what's really funny is I went back. Like if you go back to our messaging, um, and you look at the most recent message, I guess, like in the in the DM conversation before, just this most recent series of of messages, it's actually talking about uh, having you on for the blind box. Uh, that's when so I was funny. Doing that. Yeah, I remember that. And that's and I wanted to have you on for for that show, but then what happened was is I kind of, uh, you know, when when Fish left the show, and then I was doing the show myself, and I was doing it with guests and stuff like that, or whatever. It it was cool, but it just didn't really feel normal or whatever. Like I didn't really have the the same kind of drive to do it, so I didn't want to push it and have you on just to have you on because it just didn't work. And I think that also that was the universe telling us that if we came together, it it, it might be the end. It wasn't prepared. It's entirely so, possible. So we had to wait about four or five years or whatever. And then that's when I, I wanted to make sure that I had you on this go around. Cause I know that we were talking about having you on the last go around. So, um, I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to, to, to join me here and talk about all the times that we got into trouble. And, uh, you know, now the, now the listeners know that I ain't no joke, man. I've, I've been through this. All right. I've been, <laughs> Hardened, hardened criminal in and out of the can. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Um, but yeah, uh, do me a favor. Let the people know where they can get a hold of you and follow you and all that stuff. It's if you want just, them to follow it's, you. It's, it's, on the off chance that anyone who listened to this uh, this uh, this ramble for the last hour and two minutes <laughs> isn't already a Twitter follower, it's Harold Bingo. That's Harold Bingo. It's and funny story, that's my real name's Jeff, but okay. Bingo is a curb. There's a great curb enthusiasm episode where Larry David. Hey, did you, did you watch the show? I'm familiar with it. I haven't watched like uh, seasons of it or whatever. So there's but, an episode um, where Larry is arguing with. Oh, Larry is arguing with a guy because he orders a cob salad and then he alters it. And the guy mm-hmm. takes offense to it. He's like, well, my grandfather's name is like Cliff Cobb and he invented the cob salad. <laughs> And Larry goes, yeah, well, my grandfather, his name is Harold Bingo. He invented the game of bingo. And that was, <laughs> that, I don't know why. That was the name that when I had to pick one for that, that stupid hell site. Yeah. It's the first one I could think of. I mean, I guess uh, I guess it's fitting. It is. It just kind of it just kind of works. Like people tell like I'll, I've talked to so many people, you know, on and off that website and I have people I've talked to for years and they will, and they know my name and we've, we've talked about the site and they will still call me Harold. And I'm just like, you can call me Jeff. I've said it a thousand times. They're like, it doesn't matter. It just fits better. And they just, no, my name is my name. Yeah. That's what they're going to run with. So it's, uh, you said it's at Harold bingo, right? Yeah. It's just those, yeah. it's just that I don't have any fancy underscores or, backslashes or hoozy wowsies or whatever they no no website or anything like that you haven't looked into or no. thought about like monetizing the uh the harold bingo name no god 
I don't, so I could get a lawsuit from Larry David? No, thank you. He doesn't own yeah, that okay, name. That's just a, hey, that's I don't just know, a, man. Larry seems like he would be about his coins. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to play with play with that type of... Yeah, I remember when Cameron and them were going to do a Curb Enthusiasm and it disappeared. So maybe the Larry David lawyers leaned on him. We just don't know it. That's very true. That's very true. Um, Well, I don't know. This has been uh, this has been four things. Um, This is a uh, podcast that's about more than just four things. Um, You can check us out on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Amazon and wherever you get your podcast filled from. I don't know. I think that's about it. This is a, this has been episode uh, one, two, three, episode three. Um, we will be back with one more to, uh, to close out season one. Um, I appreciate everybody that stopped through. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Harold, I appreciate you uh, for, for linking up and figuring this thing out with me. No problem. Um, and uh, we will see everybody next time. Uh, peace out, y'all.